Hello and welcome to the Weird Geeks Horror Show, where every Friday we'll be covering another instalment in a classic horror franchise. Go to weirdgeeks.com and Weird Geeks on iTunes to check out our other podcast series, social medias, Twitch streams, contact details and news on our very own feature films, albums, shorts and more that are currently in production for our publisher, We Are Tessellate. Weird Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Geeks! 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 Hello and welcome back to the Weird Geeks Horror Show where every single Friday we're taking you through another installment of Classic Horror Retrospective Franchise. I'm your host Al White and we are at the end of another journey. We did it! The, we did it! I was about to say joining me, but no, joined me <laughs> through all of the 80 slasher movies that weren't franchises that we deemed were the appropriate, or I deemed, let's be honest, the appropriate yeah. ones to cover. We every had se- no say. You guys had to say one, one week. To be fair, I deemed one. Yeah. That's yeah. all on Shannon. We'll, we'll get Which back I to that one Which I will hold against minute. you forever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the voices you can hear, of course, Katie Watson. Hi. And Shannon Hollander. Hola. So we don't like to talk about things that are happening right now because we like these, most people go back to these podcasts later so things won't be topical anymore. But if you are listening to us right now and we hope you are, then we hope everyone's staying safe, staying inside. We're recording these week by week at the moment. Normally we try and do this ahead of time. We're not. The life caught up with us and now life seems to have caught up with everybody because yeah. terrible things are happening all over the world. And sincerely, we hope you're staying inside if you can at least and looking after your family listening to some podcasts watching some movies reading some books getting creative maybe write something maybe do Cooking a some food you know yeah. like set yourself some goals go do exactly. something go do something clean out that closet yes you know maria kondo mm-hmm. and at the end of this podcast i'm going to talk about next week's show but obviously we are slightly affected by this potentially i'm going to talk about that at the end and explain how we're going to be trying to tackle stuff moving forward but obviously we do do a bunch of these remotely anyway so there is a possibility it won't affect us at all and you will get to be bored by us every single week as you're stuck in self-isolation or government-imposed quarantine thumbs up whatever it is whatever it is we're all here in la right now and we're all in separate houses in self-imposed isolation yep. that's our current situation but yep. as of tomorrow it might not be self-imposed anymore we'll find out yeah Oy. we are here of course in a wrap-up and if you're new to us hello welcome head on out to we are geeks on all of your social media platforms and on your really on your podcast stuff with the things find us and rate to us shut up find us and <laughs> rate us stuff with the thing i don't fuck it as i was saying i was like are we weird geeks on social media i think we're weird geeks show on most of them but whatever oh really fuck yeah, but you, uh, you want, the point is, go to your podcast and write and, and iTunes, which isn't iTunes anymore. Since we are geeks on Twitter, for sure. Cool. Well, there you go. We did it. Oh, yeah. No, I think we, it, well, it used to be show and we managed to, ugh, this is, who cares? Who cares? Uh, we managed to figure it out. Just look uh, for just the one with us. no followers. That's us. Yeah. And, you know, the image <laughs> that doesn't say we are geeks, it just says geeks, just to confuse yeah, yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> We've got it together. Don't worry. Yeah. We're very, everything's ubiquitous. But yeah, if you do type in We Are Geeks on your podcast app, you will find us. Please do rate. Please do subscribe. It helps us out a whole bunch because we do all this for free. We don't do banner ads. We don't do patrons. But love of girl, we're not going to try and sell you any of our toilet paper because it's all ours. <laughs> yep. Just kidding. If you need it, let us know. By the way, Shannon's house for TP. DM some Shannon. <laughs> That's right. If you need TP, if you're my friend, I got a hookup, yo. Yeah. 
We and I've it. got half a bottle of rubbing alcohol, so come hang out. <laughs> I doubt Al is going to share. He barely lets me use it, so we have, I doubt he's going to share. And in, in this house, we have lots of soap and disinfectant. Like we're fine with that, but two little bottles of hand sanitizer. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah, we three. <gasps> we have a third one because I forgot I always keep one in my little travel bag. I'll give you. Two, I'll give you two hundred dollars for it. Two hundred dollars. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. I just, I, I just drove all the way across America for two and a half weeks and not a single gas station. And this was before America started to realize, you know, what was going on. And I was trying to buy hand sanitizer at every gas station. None of them had it already. Like in oh, all really? the sort of weird little nowhere places. They were like, oh, yeah, we got hand sanitizer. Like, oh, that's weird. It's all gone. <gasps> yeah. yep. dun, dun, dun. Well, I hear $200. Do I hear 250 Do I hear 250 No, because I'm it's just fine. us here. <laughs> I There's have some podcast are listening in the future when it's like fucking desolate and the whole world has been purged. And yeah. Like, yes, I will give you two fifty for your hand sanitizer. Yeah, the cockroach that is left listening to this, please yeah, reach out. Yeah. Again, we're genuinely not making light of the situation. It's a very sad yes. thing that's happening. But you got to do what you got to do to get by. We're doing our best. We're trying to be responsible. We're in our house, so that means we can make jokes, right? If you're right. In your house. Yeah. I don't know. And they aren't made of glass, so you know we're throwing stones. This is true. This is true. (laughs) We're here in this wrap-up. That means we get to do this stuff and not really talk about the movies. We're going to be talking through all 11 films. Now, to be clear to you, if you've been listening throughout, Shannon did the... She was diligent. She did the extra work. We had an initial episode called Shannon Slasher... What was it called? I don't know. There was some alliteration. Yeah. There was something. Uh, There was three S's, I think. And you watched Halloween, Friday the 13th Part 2, and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Just to be clear, we're not going to go over those again. We talked about those back then. And those were purely so you could get into the classics and appreciate what the legendary slasher films were so you knew how to judge all these <laughs> these other ones, mm-hmm. what they were up against. Yes. But we won't be putting those into our rankings, correct? Correct. They are not a part okay. of my rankings because they'd throw off the whole system, guys. I know. I might ask Shannon at the end, though, you know, where would those three, not where would they come into rankings, but like, is it obvious that at least two of those three would come much higher than many yes. of the things here yes or not. 100% yeah. it is there we go yeah normally we talk through each of the films we're gonna do that in a second uh, very very briefly if you want to hear our full thoughts then go back listen to those incredible I mean we just did what was it I, I just checked it two and a half hours <sighs> on the slumber party massacre <laughs> how did that happen I don't know because I just I kept mean... ta- lauding its praises <laughs> no the first one not the second one. Oh, slumber- yeah, oh the second one Oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's because there was there was a lot of like delicate issues in that first one, especially whenever we're we were discussing the original intention versus like what it became, right? Um, Yep. Real question of is this a parody, and no one knows the answer. Yes. Bit of everything, but yeah. If you want all of the facts and all of the, we get into the minutia of most of these films, then go back listen to those full episodes. We're just gonna breeze through them on this one then we're going to get into a little sort of quiz thing then we're going to do some rankings and then we're going to have another sort of quiz thing and then we're going to rank all of these films in order I which i'm just so gonna say nervous about the quizzes i, I know i do too i I'm, get so nervous that's because be. that's because we're both competitive midwestern women right so we both and very like, forgetful <laughs> yes yes so we want to like do well any i listen i, I got a's in school okay so wrong answers give me anxiety yeah down. That's, a problem. That's why you're going to not get A's. If you're listening and you're a student, fail through high school because then you only got up to go. I, yeah, like, I completely agree. I like set myself up for just like an adult life full of failure. 
I will never be better than my high school version of myself. And that's very upsetting. Is James in the room? He is. Can he confirm? Well, he didn't know me in high school. I mean, he knew me directly after high school. James, do you prefer... 18 year old question james trick question run he can't hear you he can't hear you he can only hear me do you prefer 18 year old shannon that's your age now to current shannon (laughs) wise choice he said 18 year old shannon made a lot of poor life choices that he took advantage of so does that mean you prefer 18 year old shannon god damn it he said yes (laughs) for sure well there you go that's some world advice from shannon that's all she's like right and james and james stay 18 and make bad decisions basically right (laughs) right, so let's start off shall we let's go all the way back to the beginning in 1980 where we watched a film called terror train to be clear we didn't watch the film terror train in 1980 i love you yeah jamie lee curtis is i'm this film gets a imdb score of 5.9 out of 10 I'm going to start us off. This is a movie, which I think maybe we'll, because I know just before we went on mic, you two were kind of saying this. This is a movie, every time I go back to it, I'm like, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because in my head, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yep. Some cool, weird lizard boy masks and old people masks and groucher masks. Magician. Masks. A magician. A magician. Great idea of like on a train. Again, yep. the old, a really sexy, like blonde chick. Like all yeah. these things make sense for this is going to be a great, fun slasher film. The biggest budget ever at that point for a slasher movie um and i think for quite a long time afterwards but it just doesn't quite work <laughs> like it's like it's lacking in every single department and we stray way too far away from our final girl mm-hmm. the killer's kind of silly like it's 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 a really frustrating film and even now right now i'm like no i think i did like it but again every time i watch it i'm like Ugh, it casts uh. a spell on you yeah it does it does Maybe that's the magic. <gasps> <gasps> David Copperfield David is real. What I do like about this film, there's not, I mean, it did, it had a twist, which you, I think for you guys, you could speak about it, but it didn't work for you guys. It did work for me at the time. It, there's nothing icky about this film. Though. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say it's like PC in all the ways it should be for a modern day movie now, but there's nothing that I've watched. I'm like, oh, like that's horrible. It's a totally f- fine movie. It has a really bad beginning. Yeah. Like they're, they're sort of like how they set up the lore is ridiculous with a lot of curtain twirling. But I, I like this movie fine, but I think it's just inoffensive and a real wasted sort of opportunity, really. That's my my overall thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think the only offensive thing is that these two guys aren't allowed to be in love with each other. Yeah. The doctor man, who's a doctor, goddammit. <laughs> he obviously is in love with his bestie, and he's not allowed to pursue him. It's yeah. very sad. It's Tragic. That character I want to see more of, for sure. <laughs> for sure. But yeah, I think you covered it. Like, it has, like, really solid ideas. You know what I mean? Like, the train, the costume party, everything that is happening on the train. But, like, its execution is not great. And the band. You love the band, Shannon. Oh, I loved the band. I loved the band so much. I love all the bands in these yeah, films. That's I, really, true. I want a compilation. That's true. Agreed. Okay. Great. Else there? We're, we're all in kind of unison on that one. Then, oh, yeah. Really. Yeah. Like, we're in danger right now of putting it too high on our list, is what we're saying. But if we, we watch I had it right to go now, back and probably... remind myself of the reality of this movie because, right. yes, I came to my list and I was like, oh, it's so high. And then I had to, yeah, 
sober when you up listen a bit. to our final thoughts on the actual podcast yes. it's like oh yeah yeah i also think that like to be fair this was the first film that we tackled right <laughs> and yeah. we have come through so much other stuff <laughs> but you just got you got happier and happier when we went into the dark ages which is the end of the 80s right you sound pretty elated like the, I, I was so shocked when well, i got to the end of re-listening to our thoughts on the initiation spoilers but you're like i love yes, this movie yes yes here's the thing i have like two different rankings for these films right there's like realistic like the quality of this film ranking right especially as we look at you know i did my history beforehand especially as we look at like what slashers like the penultimate slashers are supposed to be right in comparison to those so there's like what is actually a quality slasher horror film that horror audiences would like and what is just like a damn good time <laughs> i think you're absolutely right there but that's the thing for me this is again this is going to be the hardest list i've ever had to compile right and i'm really not happy with it yes because I'm, i think that's all fine and then suddenly there's one sore thumb but if you push that somewhere else it changes everything else yes, on the list 100 you know? percent, completely and agree I think we acknowledge this we're going through it's what you're saying like we're looking at it for slightly different angles because you're not a slasher fan <laughs> you yes. know you're not really a horror fan but for me it's like yeah i can judge these as the movies and then just but they all have problems yes in different ways and it's like well which problems and which benefits outweigh the other one's problems totally. and benefits and then yeah at the end of the day also that kind of presiding extra percentage which i always try and only give i don't know 25 to 30 percent of like do am i just having a good time yeah. like disregarding everything about the movie and if it's achieving anything it's trying to do am i just enjoying it even if it's laughing at it you know yeah and it's so hard with this list and <laughs> i really would say is. i give far more weight to that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's fair i think with this list you kind of have to yeah whereas katie's just judging them on the amount of nudity that's it uh yeah i know i just i just changed one for that exact reason ah uh, that's funny <laughs> i was like wait this one had better boobs we're gonna move it up. <laughs> Putting up. And then we crawled into 1981, where we actually covered two films because, god damn it, we care that much. We couldn't decide between The Burning and The Prowler, so we covered The Burning first, which gets a 6.4 out of 10 on the IMDb's. This was the Weinstein's first movie, and it definitely left an icky taste in all of our mouths. Yep. Well, I think we all also appreciated it as the forebearer, in a weird way, to Friday 13th Part 2, which was coming out the same year. This has a lot of the same scenes and a lot of the same ideas. It's a very Jason movie. I think we all enjoyed the Tom Savini gore. Yes. But we had real problems, obviously, with the sexual misconduct. Going on yeah. In the relationships. Uh, lack of consent, most predominantly. Yeah. 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 And then just a lack of, like, yeah, like, the lead character was fucking terrible. And you don't know it's him until the end of the movie. And then you've got a guy and, and, a, and a woman who... Uh, the counselors who seem like they could be much better leads yes but just drop them there's a girl at the beginning gone. who seems like she could be a good lead and they kill her it's just like it's yeah i mean again, such a badass chick in this and she's you know she saves everyone and that's just really pretty much glazed over yeah <laughs> which is weird but you got jason alexander that's true there is, there is there is a we little got? george costanza action there's a few famous people in this. I've forgotten now who they are. That's the yeah, that's what it's like. Fred Willard or whatever. The uh, I can't remember his name, but he's also a big deal. There's a, you're right. There's a couple people that go on to fame and fortune, if you will. 
And a lot of people love this movie. And again, I think we said, I get it. I do get it. But it's just this ickiness that's just like, it makes it hard. It makes it really yeah. hard to know how to judge it. Yeah. But it does have the raft scene. Which Going is, back, which we is heard legendary. Shannon's review of this, which was burn the burning. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And that's because she's not, when it's working, it's doing the gore, which she's not there for. Yeah. And right. When it's not working, it's just doing terrible sexual relationships. A hundred percent. I yeah. have, I listen, I don't, I'm not going to give away my feelings, but I have no interest in this film. <laughs> Okay. Don't want to give away my actual ranking. Because, you know, as you were talking about how this is such a hard ranking to do, right? Because you're balancing what is like re- obviously a bad movie, but like maybe has some fun that like brings it up higher. Like how much credence do you give to that? And the burning, bad, not fun. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. This is closer to what I think most of these films are trying to be. Right. It's just unfortunately tripping so hard on some hurdles right. that it really fucks up the rest of the movie. And in a completely different way, but very similar sentiment is The Prowler, which mm-hmm. was the same year, which is why we did both of them. This is a movie that's definitely more sculpted after the Halloween mold. It's got a cool looking killer. It's got some great kills. Mm-hmm. But again, a very forgettable lead. Yep. Some very boring plotting, oh, um, so but boring. some cool kills. An interesting, weird, bizarre setup. Oh, yeah. This. Well, the killer was... How is he dressed in this? He wears... He's like an army general. Yeah, he's oh, like that's an old army guy. I always get this one confused with my bloody valentine. Not my bloody... Yeah, my bloody valentine. Because yeah. it's like a very similar outfit. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I think they're quite similar films. Only my bloody valentine yeah. is more fun. Yeah, like, obviously. I'm not saying... I'm not quiet. comparing them in... Quality. No, but I think I think in quality. I mean, again, the director. I think this one's much better made than probably almost any film on this list. Terror Train's pretty well shot. Yeah, but it's it's just a real. It's just quite a slog. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. There's nothing compelling outside of the kills, but some of those kills are pretty chilling. I will say. That woman getting drowned. How long they linger on that? Yep. Pool, so. Yeah. It's it is that is intense. And then we moved into 1982 with the Slumber Party Massacre. This gets a 5.7 out of 10. We're mm-hmm. immediately dropping way down in budget. This is yeah. low, low, low budget. Roger Corman production. And part of what is known as a feminist trilogy of slashes, which I'm only laughing at, not because of the idea of a feminist trilogy of slashes, because it's not really. Again, written and directed by women, so that is something. And you mm-hmm. can taste that in the films. But produced by men who you know, have a criteria if we need at least three pairs of boobs out in each right, film and yep. things like that. Again, this is a movie for me. Whenever I go back to it, I'm like, oh, this isn't, this isn't, obviously, this isn't a great movie, but there's a flavor to it that I do mm-hmm. really like. It's very inoffensive overall. It's doing some things which I think are, are a little bit progressive and, and nice. And I don't know, I like, I kind of like all the characters in this. I like all the women in it. The killer, I really hate. I really hate. Like, I think he's really, really silly, but I've kind of come to terms with that now. And there's just a couple of shots of artistry in here which show me again that the director's thinking, which yeah. I appreciate. I mean, yep. we disagreed on the killer. I found the killer so scary in being just like, because it is a little like intrudery, right? As we talked about. And if there are things that are like, gonna get me, oh man, that intruder scare, that's gonna be it, <laughs> right? And also I found the fact that like, he's very, nor I mean, not acting normal. but Peacocky? like peacocky yeah that's right i forgot about that yeah but like every man ish right i found that more terrifying than like oh he's got a crazy mask and the whodunit of it all you know right yeah i definitely like the women in this i just i stick with 
what I initially said, which was it would have been so much better if they hadn't been like women can do everything. And so they must do everything. And it's like it was just a bit overkill with it. But then they didn't really ride that through. Like we're supposed to be in control, but also really stupid and sexy and hot, but also badasses. And it's like. It's a lot of pressure to put on women. Like we have to literally be every sort of personality all in one package. But I loved it overall. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, and like I was saying, it's some of the shots are so good and, you know, sexy ladies with attitude. So, and Val in this is so good. Yeah. And as Al posted recently, Al got me a little... He's been out of town, so we, we've had a... He sent me a late Valentine's Day present, which I didn't open because it was kind of addressed to him. And he got me the goose lamp from this yes. film. It's behind you right now. It's so good. Yes. So I get to, oh, yeah, I can see it. It's so good. I mean, it's yeah, best. it was meant to be their own Valentine's. They have ones now. You can get them on Amazon and stuff, but they're not the same. And I, try, yeah, I got this one from one's like exact authentic. year, but I had to get it from an auction site in like Switzerland. It was fucking crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was tricky to get. Maybe it. I will it name it Val now. The Authentic Goose Lamp. It's here. I love it. I love it. Then we went on over to 1983 with a film called Curtains, which I was excited because, yep, it's all about a whole bunch of actresses who go up to a director's house to audition for a role, and it gets weird. It totally gets weird. Out of 10 on IMDb. This one was a hugely troubled history of how it was made. The original director's shots are only in the sort of mid-section, and the sandwich sections are completely different. It's like 20 minutes before you even get to anything that the original director did. So go listen to our podcast to hear all of those details. I look, there's a lot, obviously, a lot wrong <laughs> with this film. I really, really like this one was a special place in my heart because it's so fucking weird. Mm-hmm. And every single scene, you're like, no idea what's going to happen next. Like, no idea. It's just so, like, <laughs> and then just like to creative editing to get around narrative things they had to change to like just fucking tar this warehouse by the end of the movie. Yeah. And it does, honestly, it's probably the only one here that has a twist that genuinely got me like the twist at the end of this movie 100 i mean terror train it got me a little bit this one really did get me i didn't see it coming and i like it like i like the twist i actually think it's a good classic you know sort of agatha christie kind of story it's just directed and scripted in a really really weird way and you get hot belly from terror train back that is true you do you do you also get no okay I, I can't just listen to the podcast and watch the film because you can't make light of some of these scenes because out of context it sounds terrible right <laughs> you mean the part where she tries to drive away in a tiny taxi it's the best part of the whole <laughs> 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 so good oh I forgot about that yeah, yeah. I mean I forgot about this that is when we're talking too. about that slide though right the slide of like is it good versus what enjoyment are you getting out of it and I just get a lot of enjoyment out of this film for mm-hmm. lots of strange reasons mm. alright the initiation 1984 this is where yes. Shannon starts going I love <sighs> stuff 5.8 out of 10 on the IMDb yes. basically a bunch of sorority chicks go and break into a mall to do a prank. But that's what the setup should have been. Instead, it can't right. decide what it wants to be. And it kind of plays between this psychological sort of dream thriller and then, yeah, the sorority girl thing. And it keeps forgetting one of the other halves exists constantly. For me, it was it's a pretty dull movie. 
for Shannon, that makes it great. Yes, for Shannon, that makes it great. I mean, I I did like enjoy this film in terms of. I also think by the time we got to this film, I was just happy to have something where like as much as this plot bounces around and like you're saying, we don't really know. Like it's called the initiation, but they sort of like drop all the sorority stuff very quickly and things like that. But when you actually get into the story. They, like, do tie up their loose ends-ish, you know? Like, there is a reason for things. There is a twist here, too. There is a twist here as well. (laughs) Like, I understand why the things are happening, right? And there is a level of sense, (laughs) even though it might be nonsense, that uh, some of our other films don't even have. Like, I mean, oh I can't disagree. Yeah, correct. But I feel you're somehow get heaping praise onto this film when the best thing it has going for it is it's moderately functional. <laughs> like that's kind of uh, it. the best thing it has going for it is the mother because she is yeah. my the mother idol is incredible. Now. I also oh, with her high collars and her mm-hmm. drinking out of ridiculously yes. round brandy glasses constantly. She is wonderful. Yeah, listen. But this other is... than that, this is a hot mess. Oh, and the cars. Are wonderful in this. Yeah. It's a horror soap opera, y'all, and oh I God. am here for it. My middle name is, I was named after some soap opera, whatever lady, that my mother is very happy to keep reminding me of. <laughs> so, I like how you're about to give away your middle name and then you didn't. You I mean, my middle name so is Ashley. It's fine. Everyone yeah. can know, but as apparently <laughs> after some soap opera Ashley that I can't remember. So... Listen, it's very soapy and ridiculous, but I feel like the lead, I like Daphne in it, Daphne Zuniga in it. I think she does a good job making it work. There are more, more cutaways to a fucking Buddha than any film should ever Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's true. That is true. And if we're talking about portrayals of the sexes, the portrayals of men in this film is ghastly. Yeah, it really There's is. these giggling boys running around, riding off on cycles. Uh, other than Nathan Fillion, he's great. He's very in control. He he's a doctor. Vaguely That's him. true. He but is a not doctor. actually. He's, so he's a TA who yeah. is playing doctor. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, no, he gets hilarious. He does get hilarious. Yeah, later. he gets so good. There's like, like four, five whole minutes of dust just watching him drive really quickly in a red convertible <laughs> right? like at nowhere. And just shouting at his assistant. <laughs> Who's like mm-hmm. the smartest person in the whole film. Yeah, she knows what movie she's in. He has no idea. Right. Then we move to our first Giallo movie and our first ever, well, our first Giallo movie of this series, our first ever Argento movie that we've covered at We Geeks, 1985's Phenomena, known if you're watching the edited American version as Creepers. This gets a 6.8 out of 10 on the old IMDb's. Starring Jennifer Connelly, Donald Pleasance, a chimpanzee, and yes. a fly. <laughs> yes. I mean, what can you say about this movie? That it's the fucking best. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon did not enjoy this film. It is wonderful. I mean, listen, it gets real buggy, (laughs) y'all. It does get buggy. That's how you know how long the body has been dead, Shannon. Right. How else are you going to know? My real problem with this film is just how slow it is. You could cut. 30, 40, an hour off. Don't of this even film. start talking about this because we're about to come on some films that you love. I know. 
that are fucking snooze fests. They're an hour and a half too long. They are an but hour and a half too long. You're not enjoying them properly. If you just, oh, if you no, stop, you are not trying, enjoying this properly. If you stopped trying to, you know, make all of these films actually good and just embrace the bad for how funny and ridiculous it is. Listen, it'll be a better life. Just... (laughs) This is the thing, the phenomena is... I don't get. Look, I'm. I'm still agree. It could be cut down for sure. You might want to watch the American version, then, Shannon. Yeah, maybe. Push it down. That makes absolutely no sense. But I'm not. I'm not bored in this movie at all. Like it's got. So, unlike so many of these other movies, where when you get a lull, it's like, well, they've got nothing to feed onto here because there's no creativity. Phenomena mm-hmm. is packed full of creativity. And there's you have so that Goblin soundtrack. Come on. Oh, the soundtrack's crazy. Oh, I do love that soundtrack so hard. Quite honestly, this gets a much higher ranking in my list based on the music so much it has a chimpanzee and it it. correct i like as i was compiling i'm thinking back on the things right and the chimp also gets like a much higher ranking just for being the chimp yeah <laughs> that's you know, it's the things that stick out and this yeah. movie has a lot that sticks out 100 like, a lot weird happening in this film and i get why people won't like it but if you do like it then it's yeah it's going to appeal it's and really going to jennifer connelly's outfits holy oh, shit jennifer connelly's outfits radiant yeah, yeah they get which their affected own the rating. fashion of japan like <sighs> it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh so good. then we went to 1986 with chopping mall Basically, Short Circuit before Short Circuit, or at the same time, Short Circuit gets a 5.6 out of 10 on the IMDb. This is a slasher movie, but with robots in a mall. Barbara Crampton's in it. Some, some, uh, I've lost my fact. There was a funny fact oh, about no. the dude who takes his shirt off and then goes to get the cigarettes, but I forgot what it was. Something I loved about him. Yeah, this is a movie that oh, has a lot that of he love was, now. He said something in Latin or something because we couldn't oh, we'll understand get to that it, in the remember? quiz we'll get to that in the quiz yeah, oh no, damn it else. now i don't remember what it said it's <laughs> in the quiz i should have studied shannon god dang it ah! god dang it oh no <laughs> i don't remember what that is at all i don't remember i mean this is a weird fucking movie and it's it's sort of a slasher movie we lumped it in here because it wasn't as you'll know when you go to that episode there wasn't much else to pick from that year that we haven't already covered um and it does get a lot of love i enjoy it yeah mm-hmm. It's fun. I mean, it has my le- legitimately, and I mean this legitimately, legitimately my favorite bad moment out of this entire yes. series is the lead guy panicking after his girlfriend gets murdered, jumping onto a tiny oh my gosh, yes, it and is. riding it gung-ho while shooting like a machine gun into the robot that's already electrified and so then dying good. by electricity. So good. Yep. <laughs> it's insanity. Yep. Absolute insanity. Yep. I love it. Then we got Slumber Party Massacre 2. This is where you guys got to pick. What should we do next week? Should we do Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 with the hilarious eyebrow acting? Or Slumber Party Massacre 2 with the rockabilly I made a mistake and I allowed Shannon to decide. Guys, it wasn't a a mistake. It was a terrible mistake. Uh, It's a 4.6 out of 10 on the IMDb. Terrible mistake. What does IMDb know? Okay. It's too high. No, that's too high. Oh my God, you're ridiculous. The killer in this is amazing. (laughs) He dances his heart out to rockabilly. He appears out of nowhere. He just, he comes out of her brain to start killing people and then he stalks her with rockabilly and the most amazing guitar i've ever fucking seen which we're gonna Hard buy for christmas yeah. 
Look, but this is the thing. If that was actually a movie, what you just described, then it's still terrible. But I'm on board. I'm on yeah. board. That's not the movie. The movie is nothing for ages. And then at the end, he dances twice for about 10 seconds. Like, that's the problem is, like, it's not even the stupid movie you think it is from the trailer. And it makes absolutely no sense. He's in her dreams. When he and they're he insinuating is. he's from the previous film, which he is not. No, I know. And then he just suddenly walks around the corner. <laughs> right, but here's the thing: there's the whole like they're at the house dance party where they're like oddly staring at the camera. There's there's like the weird shots where they're setting up the love interest to begin with that are framed so oddly and also strangely to camera and things like that shit is hilarious and it's not intended to be hilarious which makes it both more sad and more funny at the same time in my opinion <laughs> yeah i mean it's Ugh. very short that's the one good thing i can say about this movie mm-hmm. it's like it's like an hour and 10 minutes long <laughs> although it's i watched the uncut short. version which was like an extra oh 10 minutes gosh. so that was painful uh, and then in our penultimate episode, we did Hide and Go Shriek from 1988. This gets a 5.4 out of 10 on the IMDb. Basically, if you take Chopping Mall and you said, as two out of the three of us said, I want to see this movie without... I mean, the robots are fun. I get it. But I'd love to see this movie without the robots and just with a slasher killer in this mall, in this department store. That's what Hide and Go Shriek is. Yeah. Did we get what we wanted, though, Katie? Uh, no. No. We got a very anti-homosexual vibe. With some very uncomfortable shots of what appeared to be an underage Corey Feldman being felt up <laughs> in a, a department store bed. And lines like, I can't wait to make love with you. Yeah. But he couldn't. He, he couldn't yeah. wait. Yeah. Lots <laughs> of female nudity, which, and you get to see someone's head explode, which is pretty great. However, only male nudity we get. Wait, is wait. A, no, no. That was Chopping Mall. The head explode. Oh, true. Sorry. Yeah. Messed up. So no female head explode, but nudity. But all you get from the oh, males yeah. is a very hairy butt. Yeah. Which is frustrating. But you get sunglasses. No, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's a bad movie. It's let's, bad. Let's you know, it's bad. I, I mean, I still like. I don't hate it quite as much as you guys. It is once you get to the ending, the problem is, yeah, all you take away is, oh, this messaging is horrible. This oh yeah, that really, really skinny girl. Bad. I'm remembering it all now. The, like, model yeah. one. It was all two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you get to the end and the messaging leaves such a bad taste in your mouth that it's kind of like the burning. It's like, even if you're doing everything else great, this yeah. messaging's so terrible. But it's not doing things great like the burning's doing things great. So it's like, mm, what do we do with you? But if I can remove that ending from it, like, it's an innocuous film. There are some funny bits in it that I genuinely find really funny to laugh at in the same way Shannon's laughing at some of these other films. Mm-hmm. But uh, you just get such a bad taste. Um, and yep. then we finished with Intruder from 1989. Last week, 6.3 out of 10 on the old IMDb. It's got Spiegel's involved, which, you know, one of now Tarantino's friends. We've got the people behind Evil Dead. We've got Bruce Campbell in it for a few seconds. We've got Sam Raimi in it for quite a bit. We've got Ted Raimi in it for quite a bit. We've got a fucking hilarious whip pan to a maniac ex-boyfriend standing at the window of yeah. a grocery store. <laughs> and we've got Shannon, the most excited I've heard her on any of the shows that I think we've ever done with her. Yep. 
This is true. I really, I not giving too much away, but I really enjoy this film. I think it is. It's a really good mix of like, this is fun and funny. There's so many good like sight gags. That I feel like they know what they're doing and they know the type of film that they are trying to make, right? And they're just like going for it. I also love that it feels like they got this grocery store over a weekend and are just like putting something together. I I think it's great. And it has like the best POV shots of any yes. film that I've oh, yeah. potentially ever seen in my whole life. So yeah. the most creative directing by far out of this entire series. And yeah. not to Which belabor again, this point, because I know that Shannon and I went into it. I apologize for interrupting you, Al. Mm. But in the light of the pandemic that we are currently experiencing the shopping carts has become a real problem people oh yeah just i know you're all in a hurry to get back home but put them away like you're just adding chaos to it it's out of control although right now try not to touch anybody else's shopping carts while you're putting your one you can have the hand sanitizer wipes or wear gloves or whatever you got to do but put them away put them away yeah makes me so all right guys We've refreshed our brains. We've all learned a little something. Now, I don't know if you notice, as always, I've been saying the IMDb scores as we rattle through this. I'm not going to say them again. God damn it. I knew it. As you were saying them, I was like, this is going to come up and I should be writing these down. I know. I thought about it too. God damn it. Too late. We're going to play the Rotten Tomatoes game, one of my favorite games. Sometimes we play it and it's highly entertaining. Sometimes it's terrible because the scores are basically exactly the same for every fucking film but as people who don't know Rotten Tomatoes has two aggregates of scores we've got the audience score which people get in there by clicking on stuff and saying ah how you know this movie and then we've got the critic score which is completely unfairly also aggregated from things that means absolutely nothing but unfortunately it dictates all of our lives and our industry careers yeah so hooray yeah but it's always fun to look at the disparity now for people who don't know IMDb which, and I didn't know this for many, many, many years, but IMDb is actually an audience score. That's what's the basis of uh, at the mm-hmm. top. So there's normally more potentially parity between the IMDb score and the audience score. It wouldn't have helped you guys much anyway, paying attention this week, because we're going to be starting this week, because depending, I have to look and go, which way should we play this? Do we? Am I going to give you the critics and then you have to guess the audiences? Or the audience and you're going to guess the critics and Rotten Tomatoes? Okay. I'm going to give you this week the audiences score for each of these films. You're just going to be guessing, is it higher? Is the critic score of that film higher or lower on Rotten Tomatoes than the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? If you want an extra point, you get to guess the percentage, so you might as well because you got a free guess anyway. If you're within 5%, uh, you're going to get an extra point. Woo! Simple rules. Got them? Yeah. (sighs) Got them. Terror Train. Okay. Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it a 38%. Okay. Did the critics give it higher? Or lower. Oh, God. That's a hard one. Oh, they're all difficult. They're all tricky. They're all tricky in their own way. I'm going to say higher, but not by much. I'm going to say critics give it a 42%. 42% from Shannon. What Mm -hmm. did you say the audience was? 38. 38% for territory. Oh, boy. I will also say higher, but I'll say 40 tell you that you're both incorrect it is lower the critics gave it 33 percent i knew it was going to be close like 30s to 40s it was pretty close pretty close but both pretty shitty pretty shitty yeah yeah 100 the burning from 1981 the audience on rotted tomato 
gives it a 61%. Oh, Those shit. horror fans like that raft killing and yeah. potentially sexual misconduct. We're not sure. We can't read their minds. But the implication is there. Well, nor do we uh, know the gender of these audience members. Yeah, that's no, true. Well, I, look, females could like sexual misconduct too. It's an equal world. 61%. <laughs> that's I'm, what the audience is giving it. I'm going to say lower. And I'm going to say... Lower. 50%. 50% from Shannon for what the critics have given the burning. Mm-hmm. Katie, what's your rebuttal? 50, or yeah, lower, I'll say 45. 45 seems realistic. It's too Both low, and I feel like the they're going to say a Critics higher. went higher. I knew what it. the fuck? I knew it. 88%. Oh my God. Damn you know it. what? I was thinking, I was like, you know what? It's probably higher because fucking critics, they just love sexual misconduct. Letting Harvey Weinstein <laughs> sexual misconduct all over this fucking town. <laughs> God damn it. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't want it to be true. And now it is. As people who are personal friends with many horror critics, we just want to say we don't actually think that you love sexual misconduct. Fucking critics love sexual misconduct. Sorry, but the evidence proves otherwise. Right? The facts don't lie, Al. That's true. That's just a fact. The Prowler from 1981. The audience gave that one 49%. What is wrong with these people? Oh, I'm going to go higher. And I'm going to say the critics give it a 55. 55%. I just want to remind you, neither of you have a point yet. I know. We're sucking at this game. Tied. (laughs) Does it get tenser than this? Yes. Yes, it does. Can you repeat the audience one? Uh, They uh, with a score of 49%. I'm going to. You said higher, Shannon? I said higher. And what number did I say? You said 55, I Yeah, believe. okay. I'll stick with that. I'm going to say lower. And 38. 38. I can confirm we have our first point. Woo! Oh, I'm trying to like get some points happening. And it is Shannon. Yeah! Uh, it is indeed higher. 67%. Oh, I should have trusted my instincts. I was thinking 65, but then I was like, these fucking critics, there's not enough sexual misconduct in it. No, not enough. There are roses and romance and all right? that shit. Right, exactly. <laughs> He only kills one woman in a shower. <laughs> what the hell's going on? I know. At least you got a point. Point on the board. Then we scrape over to Slumber point. Party Massacre. I don't know why we scrape. Yeah. The audience on Rotten Tomatoes gave that a 44% for the Slumber Party Massacre. Mm. How did the critics feel about it? Higher. Higher. Right? Yeah. Higher for Katie. Okay. Feel higher. I'm going to say 56. 56. Okay. I'm going to say lower. So we're keeping it split, and I'm going to say 35. 35. It is lower. Yeah! What the hell? With 40%. Yeah! Five! Two points for Two Shannon. Two points! Guys. Bullshit. <laughs> Shannon is now steamed ahead on her territory with three points Woo. to zero. It's okay. We but still have like. Will it be curtains for her? In 19- <laughs> so many more. Oh God damn it! I hate you so much. That's it. This game is over. Everything is canceled. <laughs> uh, the audience give curtains thirty nine percent. You're so proud of yourself too. You're so proud of yourself, and that's the no, problem. I'm hating myself right now because I'm looking ahead and I can see so many good ones. <laughs> I don't want to do it. 
Thirty-nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's what the audience give it. What did the critics give it? Is it higher? Is it lower? For a film called Curtains, and this is for about a man who appears next to, just like peeks out from women's breasts, thirty-nine, and shouts at them for not touching them like a man would. This is a hard what one a movie. because this deals with like industry stuff, right? Like there's mm. actor and so and you know fucking they critics, love that shit. they love that shit. Oh, they love that. They shit. love that they're shit. Like, they're talking about us, yeah. exactly. They they're like touching themselves about talking about scripts and actors and motivation and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I guess I'll go. I'll go with that and say higher. But I'll and I'll say forty three percent, thirty nine percent to forty three percent higher. Because I don't think it's that much higher. What does Katie say? I'll say higher and say fifty. Ooh. You both get one point. It is higher, but with fifty seven percent because they really love that shit. They touch themselves a lot. They do touch themselves a lot. I just again, I am underestimating how much the critics love themselves. Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> sexual misconduct and like things that talk about their industry <laughs> so predictable um, again i just want to reiterate <laughs> i i love many critics <laughs> friends mm-hmm. of us and you uh, know i would like to reiterate you love sexual misconduct and things that talk me? about industry no the critics <laughs> uh, the initiation with the audience on Rotten tomorrow give it 32 Shannon, they weren't on board Woo. with it. I'm sorry, they yeah, weren't. They really weren't. You were, they really weren't. Maybe the critics were more in line with you. What did the critics give the initiation? Listen, I think critics, by and large, aren't into things that are soap opera esque, right? Or sororities. Or sororities. So I'm gonna say lower, and I'm gonna go twenty five. 25 and lower yeah because there's also that like i can't remember are there tits in this movie there are breasts in i think right at the beginning that's right that's right yeah okay i think so and you get up panties shots that's they're all walking down the stairs yeah they do really love that yeah i'm just now i'm basing all of my scores off of the level (laughs) of sexual misconduct (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i think that's fair but i'm gonna say lower and 25 because you know critics okay. hate soap operas they love to shit on them you said what was it 32 it was 32 from the audience yeah uh and for the next ones katie should go first because shannon's been going first a while. Oh, yeah. oh i went first once and that's how shannon got ahead because i was like trying to break the <laughs> break the chain so maybe <laughs> it's fine i'm gonna go higher and just say 34 because i don't think it's much higher just a little bit well in an interesting twist you're both incorrect (laughs) because not available Uh, no critics okay wait i didn't know that was an option well yeah but that's the point now we've burnt this and from now on and i'm not saying it will reappear but you now know there's a secret third option yeah which is that the critics didn't even bother with this film yeah. now Should that's tell not you a zero percent Shannon. by the way yeah, it does. that's different that's different we've reviewed ones which are zero percent where at least one critic has at least come in and given it nope nothing this is they didn't even right. bother to go on a rotten tomatoes as of recording this podcast anyway right so no points for anyone shannon's leading four to one as we move to phenomena <gasps> one of you loves it one of you doesn't rotten tomatoes audience gives it a 68 percent Ooh, that's pretty, pretty high. high. Pretty high. Pretty high. 
But how did the critics feel? Lots of correct people out there. Well about done. About the old chimpanzee with a switchblade. Oh, yes. 68? 68 from the audiences. <sighs> Katie's going to go first. I am going to say... Stario Argento. I feel like critics are all about this. Like, I feel a certain amount of critics are, but I don't know if they're going to go higher than that. If you're playing along um, at home, feel free to take a shot of a drink every single time Shannon says the word sexual misconduct. <laughs> sexual misconduct. <laughs> you're <Hands> welcome. <laughs> I'm going to say higher, but Ooh. only by a fraction, and just say 72. 72. Okay. Okay. What about Shannon? I am going, listen, this is a hard one. This is a real hard one. I feel like Katie is going to be right, but I'm going to say lower on this one just to split it. And also because I feel like critics are going to be like, there's uh, the chimpanzees, the hero. I don't know. Yeah, but you got Donald Pleasance and Jennifer Connelly. Yes, but they weren't, I mean, I don't know. Uh, uh, I'm going to say lower. What was the audience score again? 68%. I'm going to say lower, but I'm going to say 65 Okay, well, it is higher. Ah! They love Argento. Katie gets a point. 78%. Oh. Out by 1%, Katie. Oh, you're so close. Point. Very frustrating. Oh. So Very close. frustrating. Oh. And so far, other than the critics' review of The Burning, which is 88%, this was our second highest so far. Mm-hmm. Chopping Mall. Rotten Tomatoes audience gives it 38%. Mm-hmm. They're indifferent to those robots. Yep. Doesn't do much to them. It's once they start shooting those lasers. But what about the critics? Were they also indifferent? I feel they're going to go lower. Did they love it? Were they touching themselves, as Shannon said? Or <laughs> did they not even bother to turn up? <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about this shit. We got a secret. We got a secret one. Oh, uh, I don't know. know. I feel like this one's more well known. I feel mm-hmm. like it's been reviewed. I am still going to say lower, though, and go 30 I am also going to say lower because, listen, critics don't appreciate a good head blow up. They don't appreciate a good, like, electrocuted mall ride. So I'm going to say lower. And you said, what number did you say, Katie? I said 30. You said 30. And it's 38 is the audience score. It is indeed. I'm going to say she had a live tarantula on her face, too. That this. is true. She had a live she tarantula. She committed. And then and then a plastic one. Well, have. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, do critics enjoy fun? Do they enjoy camp? Nah. No, they really don't. Like they oh, they overall suck. Right. This is just yeah. me <laughs> preemptively pissing off every critic that will ever review anything I'm ever in. If everything we've talked about on these shows where we just like, you know, slag off producers and directors and actors that we don't enjoy. Right. I isn't mean, damaging our careers enough anyway. Let's just, you know. Well, listen, I might as well just go full tilt with it, right? And I'm just preemptively for their, I'm preempting myself for their bad reviews to just be like, I don't care. I think that's fair. Yeah. That's possibly wise. Okay. All right. Anyway, back to what's happening. I'm going to say, I'm going to say lower. And I'm going to say 25. Ooh, that's quite low. Yeah. Well, you're both 
Incorrect. Mm. They were higher. Ah! God damn it. By quite a margin. 56%. Oh, my God. You know what? I agree with the critics. They redeemed themselves. (laughs) She loves critics now. (laughs) I love critics now. I take it all back. You know what you're talking about. I'm so sorry I doubted you. Well, we'll see. Because Slumber Party Massacre 2 is what's up next. Somewhat shockingly, the audience give this a 37%. That's because they Uh, know what's up. Because they're into rockabilly killers. (laughs) Clicking on that 10 out of 10 a few times. What did the critics give it? I don't think they reviewed this. I'm going with nothing. It's like going for the zero on a roulette wheel board. I know. I would also say that they did not review this. You're both correct. They didn't even bother to show up. Good call, now, guys. Does that mean Good two call. points or one yeah, point? Yeah, I'll give you both two points, but it doesn't matter because you both got it anyway. So you're God damn it. in parody with each other. But... Great. All right, we're moving into the last two, and this is where it's <sighs> going to become crucial. Oh. Katie's on four. Shannon's on six. Oh. It's all to play for. Oh. I know. Hide and Go Shriek from 1988. The Rotten Tomatoes audience. Give oh, this no. movie... Oh no. 53%. Fuck! (laughs) Oh my god. What is wrong with all of you? I mean, I guess there was that whole review of like from Skip about how it's become a cult classic and people are begging for it to be released. All the things. Are they being begged by the audience or by the critics? Or did the critics exclaim as Shannon just (laughs) when they saw the scores? Who knows? Uh. I do. And anyone with access to the internet. But you two don't. So what do you think? What, do you what was there? 55? 53%. 53%. Can it possibly get higher? I mean, he's wearing raccoon makeup. Anything's possible. He makes stir fry like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Do we care who goes first on this one? No, you so can go like- first. I'm going to say lower seems like a safe bet and i'm gonna say 38 percent 38 percent you went really low this is katie's chance for all the marbles (laughs) i mean to be fair there's one more film so it's not all the marbles there's still marbles left on the table there are two more marbles (laughs) on the table after this yeah Oh boy. 53. Uh, I'm going to say lower. Lower as well. But I'm going to say 48. Ooh. 48%. You're both incorrect. God damn it. It wasn't even reviewed, was it? Didn't even show up. God damn it. I knew it. I was thinking about it, but because it was like such a thing (sighs) in terms of like getting the Blu-ray released and it's like cult classic-y and blah, 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 I thought maybe there'd be a critic score. Damn it. Didn't happen. So this is it. Six to four. Katie has to get two points. Shannon has to get zero for it to end in a draw. You want two marbles. <laughs> Give me my film, two marbles. Which is Scott Spiegel, Sam Raimi, Ted Raimi, everybody's intruder gets a 52%. Not quite as high as Hide and Go Shriek. So this one would definitely get reviewed, though. That is crazy like... that Hide and Go Shriek is higher than Intruder. Well, there's I a mean, lot of dumb people is. in the world, so. That's what the audience think. 
What do the critics think? 52%. I mean, it's, it's decent. It's decent. Decent. But everything's askew when Hide and Go Shriek is 53 I yeah. know. And to be honest, everything's askew when fucking Slumber Party Massacre is not not, not available for all. <laughs> right. Uh, do you care who goes first? I personally couldn't give a shit, Shannon. Great. Yeah. Do you I don't want to go second because I know it's too much pressure. Okay. I gotta get it out. Pressure. You can go first. That's fine. I gotta get it out. 52. Let's say I'm going to go higher and I'm going to say higher. 55. With 55%. I know it's a gutsy move. I feel like it's going to be lower, but I'm going to go for I mean, it. I think, it's, I think it's strategy. Like a strategy. You're staying in the same realm beefing it up a little bit because i'm critics they like you know we've got some big I mean, names in the, here yeah there's some cool people in Tarantino this there's some interesting mm-hmm. ideas mm-hmm. it's not the well, best but i am also gonna go higher <gasps> and i'm Copy gonna cat. say 68 percent oh shit oh she's pushing the boat way out she's going way high Ooh, what's gonna happen guys well i can tell you right now tune in next week to find him right (laughs) (laughs) bye we'll still be here in our houses guys they didn't even show up not rated rotten tomatoes is intruder which if you are and i know critics listen to this because again we have friends uh who are lovely critics shannon shut the fuck up and Listen, if we're talking sh- about Craig is lovely, Craig is excluded from all of my critic conversations. So, we, okay. Craig, you're great. Everyone Except else. I don't Craig know. Craig has thoughts on some films that I disagree with, but that's another oh, yeah. problem. <laughs> Go to Rotten Tomatoes, please, critics, and review Intruder. Yes. Do it. Give it a 68, and I will retroactively <laughs> retroactively get points. It's disgraceful. <laughs> that's so not how Shannon this works. wins <laughs> quiz number one with six to four. I'm sorry there were three trick ones there, but that's just how it played. I, I don't know what uh, else to do. Uh, and suck. that's what dictated us doing it that way round because I couldn't give the critics one. I go, is it higher or lower than right, 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 right. So now let's get into some of our own personal rankings. Then we know now what the critics think. They can't even be fucked. So. <laughs> What that's do we the, think? That's though? the level that we reach for you people. Yep. I just hope you appreciate it. Yep. Critics won't up. even look at these. And we are going we showed to up. for you. We're going to talk about best kill, best killer. We're going to go for uh, best female lead and best male lead. But again, not a lot of these are ensembles. Mm-hmm. So we're just going with ensemble characters. We're going to go with worst killer as well. And then we're going to have most unlikely to actually happen. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, well, the one we'd most like to see remade, which was a I had an obvious channel, answer, but, but now like I'm like, oh wait, there were so many now that I'm really thinking about. I know it. so many of these. I have like options, right? Like, what are my top three? And I'm gonna make a game time decision and just go with my gut. Then that's fair. Then that's, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had trouble with this as well, and there's a lot. It's difficult. It's not like the other films where it's like, well, you know, it, things stand out in your head a little bit more when you're doing a normal franchise. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is tricky. Yeah. So let's start with best kill. I'm going to start us off. There are actually quite a lot of cool kills in these films. A lot of them are in The Burning and in The Prowler. Mm-hmm. But there are a little, you know, fun ones throughout, even like the exploding head. And yes, if we're going with funny kill, for sure, the guy on the mall cart. Yep. Um, but I wouldn't say that's a great kill. It's just an enjoyable kill. Mm-hmm. But I will accept it if that's your personal favorite. My personal favorite, however... Well, actually, let me do... I mean, pretty much all my favorites come from The Prowler, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the slit throat with the long swimming pool drowning shot, love it. The pitchfork in the shower scene, 
love it because it's just a classic horror slasher trope and they make it really effective and quite nasty again because it goes on for quite a while. One that's not in the Prowler is, of course, Intruder's Bandsaw Face, which maybe one of you guys is going to bring You're up. You're doing lots. Yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just, I'm just saying You're like saying, saying all like, of them. I'm just saying some of the nominations. These mm-hmm. are my nominations. All right. My personal favorite uh, is from the Prowler and it's one of the early kills in the film where he puts a yes. knife straight through the top of the guy's head yeah. out of his neck and then gradually his eyes turn white. Yep. He and again, him. it's just a, this is showing like slasher kills get stabbed in the face all the time. You don't normally see it. This is just like, no, we're going to show it and mm-hmm. we're going to stay on it. And yeah. it makes it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And I don't feel uncomfortable normally in movies. I watch these films to be fluffy popcorn. And this makes, gets under my skin a little bit. And it leaves... And this is the impression I get from... Again, the problem with the Prowler. The residue in my mouth is... Mm, bit boring. Mm-hmm. And then these spikes of... Oh, really effective mm-hmm. moments in these kills. And this, that's probably my personal... I don't know if favorite's the right word. But definitely most effective one for me. Interesting. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Since my top kill is also from Prowler. And you've mentioned it. And again, this is one... Like I said, for for this list, I have like what is a legitimately scary horror good kill, but then also like what is just a fun one, right? But my the best kill is the pool kill in the Prowler for me in terms of like what sticks with me, what scared the bejesus out of me, and it's how long they let it linger on that, right? Because it is... Like, I felt like I was watching the life drain out of this woman's body, right? And that is unsettling. I was also torn, I was torn between the braining that you mentioned, Al, in terms of, because, like, the kills in the Prowler, if you like that style of stuff, they are so good they're hard to watch they're so good and quite frankly I didn't watch them I had to (laughs) like go back and uh look at that like and this one it goes on for so long in a good way though in a like unsettling way which is what I think is the goal right but if we're talking fun kills then 100% it is the head explosion for me (laughs) In chopping, chopping mall, mall the chopping mall head explosion it's just out of nowhere out yeah. of nowhere it's just for goddamn ridiculous i also love the like head chop off at the end of phenomena just because it's so abrupt <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Petty. everything an intruder really <laughs> yeah mine was definitely a torn between actual scary kill and then just enjoyable one which yeah. like in phenomena who doesn't love to watch a chimpanzee murder someone? Right. I mean, come on. And it was just like this like cheerful moment, not cheerful as in happy, but like cheering. Yay. But I love like the bandsaw kill and intruder. The teeth got me like I have never seen a kill that specific mm-hmm. and last that long on something that is so Ugh. intricate yeah. and visceral like that and to see the teeth like it makes my teeth hurt even just thinking about it and while I was watching it I was like oh I would never have thought that it was such a good thing to have in there and I don't know that I would have thought of it to put it in there as something that was different for the time and it just it proved yeah that it was like the jumping off point for some amazing work that was going to come out of these guys so I would overall say yeah that bandsaw kill 
I'm glad one of us said it because that was one I thought was the yeah. obvious one, and obviously it's, it's fresh in our minds, and it definitely sticks out from the whole. Series. I mean, like yeah. the raft one from so. the burning was so good. I even went back and mm-hmm. rewatched it because I, I was too. having trouble remembering. And like, yeah, he like lops the guy's fingers off, gets the mm-hmm. girl in the forehead. Like all of that is really good, but it's not technically difficult, really. Like you can see how they do that stuff. Whereas the bandsaw one, I'm like, how do you do that? Like, I really don't know. Well, I think so. also, I mean, the Ralph ones, yeah, a lot of people love it and I get it. It's fun. But I also don't really care. Like, yeah. it's not, I don't yeah. know. Like, it doesn't affect me very much. Just the way it's shot is fun. Right. But it's not, yeah, affecting. But, yeah. yeah. I even, I went back and l- watched the kills. Like, I had an idea of, like, what I was leaning towards, right? And then I went back and looked at them on YouTube and mm-hmm. rewatching. Your favorite, your favorite part of your week, I'm sure. I know. <laughs> um, and, like, rewatching the raft one, I completely agree. It's like, okay, this is gory and it's intense, but it's all happening, like, so quickly. Rewatching that pool kill, I was like, and I feel unsafe again just watching <laughs> the kill, right? Wow. Yep, I agree. All right, let's move into best killer. And this is where, again, oh, this is why when I get to my rankings, things are tricky. Because mm-hmm. for me, it was immediately just, for me personally, it's the Prowler again. Like, for me, like, I, again, like mass killers. I don't like ones that aren't. Cropsy doesn't do it that much for me. Like, the Prowler is just the one that's like, it's a great figure. Like, it works really well. It's not quite classic. It's not obviously Jason's standards or Michael Myers' standards. But he looks cool. And I think he, you know, works as a as a comic book anti you know hero kind of thing which is what all of these slasher villains are really i do like look if the terror train one was could kept certain masks on Mm -hmm. it might work better for me but he just keeps switching all the time which i love that idea but unfortunately some of them look really silly so it's 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 yeah it was pretty easy for me with the prowler which is which then is like it really gets it got me thinking because i'm like well the kills 100 percent is the prowler for me the killer is 100 percent the prowler for me such a shame that movie's a bit of a drag. Yeah, yeah, honestly. I know as you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, maybe I liked it better than I... Nope, I didn't. Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you guys? Well... If you say to fucking Rockabilly... I did not. <laughs> I knew I couldn't get away with that. And i like, listen, for that one moment... I mean, we're in moment, quarantine, so this is the time for you to voice this opinion because I can't right. come yeah. over there and listen, hate you. you can't get for that you. one moment where he is Rockabilly stalking his prey... I'm into him so much. But in terms of like overall best killer, this one was really, really hard for me because I agree. I think the Prowler, in terms of like the actual kills that are conducted, the fear that that Prowler elicits, the design is cool, but I didn't necessarily find the design the actual look of him that scary right like he's just in an old war uniform and a pretty like nondescript mask on him like just a facial covering right it's not it doesn't really look scary but what he does is scary right so I went with Oh, man, I'm making a game time decision here between two killers, and it's really hard for me. I'll tell you, my top two choices are Bill from Intruder, the crazy (laughs) shop guy, because I think, like, he just doesn't die. He's fucking insane. The way he delivers that monologue is... I just love this supermarket. He's cleaning up as he kills people. What'd you say? That's cr- I said, and he's cleaning up as he kills people. Yes. Like, you know, he he's just like a good mix of fun, but also like psycho. But 
I think the killer, you're going to all be on me about this, that I am really going for is Russ Thorne from Slumber Party Massacre because he did legit scare me. I was up at night thinking about that motherfucker's face. It's just Fred Armisen. All into my apartment. I love you. Right. I was going to start sending you videos of peacocks in the wild. No. Just to freak you out. <laughs> but also like the way that he delivers that line too, the I love you. It is genuinely creepy. All of the thi- like I do find him scary. And For ama- those of you, who, by the way, who are listening, who didn't listen to our podcast, go back and listen about the peacocks. It's how he, what's the word you use when you channel an animal into your motions of movement? Uh, it was his, his animal. It was his movement. I can't remember what it's yeah. called now, but well, it's just animal that work. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, it's like his Sorry. method, his method acting. Yes. His yes. method yes. acting. So for. Also, peacocks were his parents. <laughs> right. Peacocks were his Raised parents. by peacocks. He was raised by peacocks. He's like Tarzan, but it's <laughs> <laughs> instead of king of the apes king of the peacocks so for the reason that like he is the only one of the killers on this list that like legit gave me nightmares it is russ thorne slumber party massacre for me you know far from us to tell you what should or shouldn't be giving you nightmares right wow (laughs) i know i know i get it's just because he's so like matter of fact with things right and he feels like he could be my neighbor you know what i mean out of interest, sorry to like interject, but like out of interest, the three that we're not talking about, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Friday the 13th, were any of them more effective killers for you? Like as in, oh, not as in the killers, certainly. but as in... Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Certainly. And Is it one of those that screams out as like, that's the spookiest one? Uh, Halloween. Oh, really? Michael Myers more than Freddy? You're interested. Yeah. Well, because okay. Freddy... Uh, Freddy is scary, but I think in terms of like that film it happening in like dream and all that sort of stuff there's it it, like for what personally scares me it is intruder stuff right and therefore it's michael myers like freddie is certainly scary in his own way but as we talked about whenever we did that podcast there's such like a level of like dance choreography and movement that like i can see from him that makes him less scary it makes it it seems a little more intentional you get that from him but not from fucking russ with this i mean (laughs) yes i get it i get it I get it. You don't need to have agree with me, but he legit gave me nightmares. Freddie did also give me nightmares for sure, but like that's a different grading scale. If I'm grading Russ versus Freddie, then certainly Freddie wins. Okay. Well, Freddie lives in your nightmares, Shannon. Thanks for that, Katie. Thanks for that. (laughs) Not anymore, anyway. Katie. Oh, I'm gonna pull out one that neither of you have mentioned, which. I don't know. Please be now the robots. it makes me please question it, but please also... Please be the robots. Please be the robots. No. The robots Damn are great. It. They do a dance. I know. <laughs> Again, they clean up after themselves. So great. Mm-hmm. But I always like a killer in a mask. And so I... Yeah, Terror Train, I wish it was better because I like the... What's it? that he? Who he is he? The... the Groucho con- one. Groucho. Yeah. The Groucho mm-hmm. mask I like because it kind of has this like deadness to it. But because of that, I really like the witch, like old lady mask in curtains. Oh, good point. And her, like that Mm -hmm. scene where she's skating and it sounds like on paper, it's like, this sounds so stupid and it would sound like it would be funny. But honestly, the the ice skating one where it's like slow-mo and she's like moving really slowly, obviously, because it's in slow motion. 
it's really good. And it's one of the ones that I remember and it sticks out to me. So that's my choice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's a great choice. Even though uh, overall it's not of... a great killer, but I like the design of the killer. I think that's the most haunting. Yeah. I like that one. Like In my opinion. Kind of... All good choices. Glad we've got different ones. All right. Now let's whip through some of our, the, our favorite... I mean, we normally would say final girl. I'm going to accept ones that aren't necessarily the final girl, but they have to be a prominent. Are we not going to do worst killer? Oh, you want to do that one now? Yeah, sure. Let's do that one now. Yeah. For me, it's very easy. Well, it's not actually, because it's two. But I'm going to, now it's tempting to give it to Shannon's favorite killer, uh, Slumpy Part of Massacre 2, mm-hmm. which is her real favorite killer. But I don't blame him for that movie. <laughs> Even though apparently he's a rich billionaire. Who right, exactly. Just, <laughs> Knowing that about him like makes me like him more. That he chose, to, yeah. he could do anything, and this is what he chose to do. No. Yeah, so I'm not going to blame him. It's got to be Hide and Go Shriek for me. It's got to be Raccoon Face, just because I don't mind it when the killing's happening, but once you see this person, it's like, no, this is just the way you, everything about this is wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's not scary at all. At all. That is also my worst killer, so we'll just get in there, hide and go shriek. I also really hate the messaging of like anti-LGBTQ and all this stuff, that he is crazy because he's a gay tranny drag queen. I don't know what he's supposed to be, all that stuff. So hide and go shriek, no. Guys, it's it's rockabilly, bro. No! It's slumber party. (laughs) You're so wrong! You're 100%. so no. wrong. No. The worst. I mean, she's not wrong the in terms worst. of like, if you scale all of these in spookiness, he's 100% the least spooky. <laughs> when he comes down that staircase the first time, everyone's reaction should be, what? I, I don't know. You guys what? hate him so much. I think you'd be pretty terrified if he came to hang out. No worries. No man, you want invited to this party. You want to be. Down and by the, the way, when we do our band compilation of these, he is not invited. He is what? not invited. The, the, not women, the band, a band. Of, the, of the women in the film that's allowed. Though, right? That's yeah, fine. They do some good tracks. That's an actual band. This guy. I don't not care. Allowed. I want him. We could be friends. Hey, nah, billionaire, nah. find me. Nah. Let's hang out. Well, there are definitely a couple. I'm glad we both we singled in on two mm-hmm. for sure. All right. So our favorite female lead. This, I honestly found this really hard. It is very hard. And I apologize because I am going to list off my nominations and I'm sure some of them will cross over with your actual picks. Mm-hmm. But I'm just giving my reasons for it. I actually, again, cannot be considered because she gets killed way too early on. But one of my biggest problems with the burning is we start with Sally by Carrie Glenn. And she's not amazing. Right? No one's really amazing. But I enjoy this character and I'm like, mm-hmm. this is who I want to be the lead. And then she gets killed off. So she would have been in contention if she had continued. Obviously, Jamie Lee Curtis is great. She's just not in that film enough, but she is giving her all, as always. Jennifer Connelly is obviously just magnetic Mm -hmm. constantly, but I don't actually think she's brilliant in Phenomena. Like, she just kind of wanders around like the beautiful young model that she is, basically. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, you know, which is enough. That's all the film really needs her to do, but it's not asking her to do a lot until the ending. She does pretty well in the ending, I guess, but it's not her. I mean, Jennifer Connelly is an incredible actress. I don't think she's showing all of that here. Yeah. She's also 12 years old here. Yeah. I think she's, yeah, she was 14. But yeah. yeah but but she could still be a great actress. Right. Like, there are kid actors who, like, really blow you away by the time they're 14. That's true, but that's, like, that is a bar. Like, you know. I think at this point, she's just been told you're pretty. You right. know? Like, I think that's it. Like, she had to be Stand challenged. Stand here, look pretty. Right. Yeah. Which, again, is, is fine. Honestly... And again, it's slim pickings here. Like, mm-hmm. there's lots of okay people mm-hmm. that we've seen. 
I think one of the complaints says we haven't had a classic Final Girl. Mm-hmm. My probable favorite is a kind of, it's a weird duo Final Girls. And I don't know, I would have to pick one and I will. But it's Trish from the Slumber Party Massacre, played by Michelle Michaels. Mm-hmm. And I do like the neighbor Valerie, played by Robin Steele as well. Like these two, I think, are, are a great kind of pairing of Final Girls. But Trish, I feel, is the real one. We kind of get away from her at one point and then come back to her. But I kind of like her because she's a little bit like, you think, oh, okay, she's going to be all like docile. No, the other one's got that down. Trish actually ends up being a little bit snide. She's got experience with the boys. But then she's still nice. Mm -hmm. And there's this this good balance of character there that I kind of like in her. And she's kind of the leader of her little group as well, but not in a bitchy way. I don't know. I just quite liked it. And I would definitely have watched... If there was another film with those two in the sequel, some part of it, I would have watched that for sure. I'd be like, yeah, I want to see what's happening to these two characters. Not many characters in these movies. Am I like, I want to see what's happening with them next. <laughs> but yeah, that's my pick. I'm definitely going with Jennifer Connelly. She's iconic and I love her. I think that's completely understandable. Mm-hmm. Well, so I... This was a really, really hard one. I was torn between a few. Jennifer Connelly, for sure, mainly because, again, she just stands there and it's enough, right? And that's like a skill in and of itself. I also really loved Daphne Zuniga in The Initiation because I feel like that is, listen, listen, listen. She's good in the sure thing. So I'm going to like, yeah, this is, she's No, you don't get to choose her from a different film. No, but she's she's not not the problem. problem. She is still doing stupid stuff. Like there is a good 10% of that film of her fainting against walls. That that is written in the script for her to do. She is taking, she is taking this Uh. film, which I get is soapy and arguably like a big old pile of dung and like taking the (laughs) script and really making it into something. You can lie to yourself all you want. So hard. She's working so hard hard guys this is like the pep talk she gave herself every day before she went on set you working so hard Mm -hmm. you're doing such a great job Mm -hmm. no but obviously if you listen to this podcast you know you're gonna get spoilers we've managed to skirt around this one so i don't know if we even need to give it away now in case people haven't seen it but there's definitely a point where she's bad yes 100 (laughs) percent. well and that is why she's not my actual pick those were my nominations that I was trying to decide between. And I, Al, I actually agree with you that it is Trish from Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. Mainly because as what I appreciate is that she is making logical choices throughout this film. She goes, let's go to the room. Let's barricade the door. Let me hide in this costume bag and like come out stabbing when like right. she is making good choices by and large whenever she finds out that there is a killer around so for that reason trish is my winner and i also do appreciate that like she gets her tits out she's like in it to win it having a good time she's doing the light stuff and she's doing the scary stuff like she's doing it all she's doing it all she is doing it all full package okay well then on the flip side we got best male I actually films. think this is harder. This is hard because there's a lot of guys. A lot of them are stupid. Oh, they're all so terrible, I feel like. All peripheral. I'm going to go again. And I'm kind of, I'll be honest, I'm sort of slightly cheating. But we've got, okay, so one of my runners up is definitely Todd by Brian Matthews from The Burning. Mm-hmm. He's the one who should really be the yeah. lead in this, but isn't. And he's just totally decent. He's a handsome guy. He's but so he's handsome. And his shirt so like, is like undone for like most of the film. 
Couldn't Which is more great. and more undone. Yeah. yeah. Increasingly undone. Yeah. And he's the only one who knows what consent is. Right? Yeah. Should be teaching a class, Todd. I am going to cheat, um, <gasps> but I'm not really cheating. Uh, we will decide ma- that. My favorite male is Donald Pleasance. From- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen. But I also love Donald Pleasance. So he is know. great. He is great. And I think he does great in this role. I think he's really like adorable, charming. It's never like weird between the two of them, which would be really, mm-hmm. as we talked about at the time, would be really hard to do with these kind of scenes. Yeah, love him. I wrote down Todd from The Burning because, again, like he was really the only one who was, besides Donald Pleasance, obviously, who was a decent person you know like you got rob lowe's whatever for slumber party massacre part two mm-hmm. yeah but he's not really a lead i mean i would count him he's, he's, he's he dies pretty i mean yeah, before he dies the insanity of that film begins so no. yeah he's the reason the guy becomes real no he's yeah, the reason the guy still becomes pretty laid on but that's just that's just testament to how long it takes that movie to get to kills because <laughs> it goes on for like an hour before anything happens right well, but, but sure. I don't know. I still yeah. like Todd better. I agree. I considered... Uh, so, I was really thinking of the killer from Terror Train giving it the best male lead just because he goes for it. And that last like monologue, there's so much twirling around, all the things. Yeah. Like I didn't like him as the killer necessarily the best, but in terms of like the work he's doing whenever it's revealed, I was like, okay, man. So he's a nominee for me, but I ultimately did also go with Todd from The Burning. As much as I hate the fucking burning, he was the only redeemable thing about that fucking film. And whenever it came to, like, choosing my favorite male lead, he was the one that immediately, like, stuck out to me that I remembered. Probably because mm-hmm. he's so damn handsome. He is just so Which isn't that, isn't that so disappointing? Though? It's like, that's it. Like, yes. That's and quite honestly, I feel like I was like looking you know to like dick. someone better. You know what I mean? Like I wanted. Oh, absolutely. And that there are certainly men in Intruder that I like better. You know, like Bill the Killer and things like that. I find him so fun and all that sort of stuff. However, they just like aren't around enough, I feel like, to really qualify for this best man. I mean, I lead. love Sam Raimi and Intruder's just not quite in it. Yes. Like, yes. He's adorable. Yes. I am tempted um, now to change mine to David Copperfield in Terror Train. Oh, yeah. yeah, do it. I he's was also great. considering Doc from Terror Train just oh, because also good. I love his repressed homosexuality. That's so clear. Yeah. It's also tough. I know. So tough. So tough. But yeah. I am also going Todd and may he never wear a shirt. But yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? It's like we talk about these slasher movies and the general way they're looked at, you know, by people who don't watch slasher movies is, oh, the writing for women is terrible. Not untrue. But out of these 11 movies, there are far more women that I think are interesting or have something going for them than men. Like the men in these movies have been, whoa, really bad. Like really, really bad. I think also like the tropes for women in these films are far clearer. So it gets easier to write a one-dimensional character for them because the archetypes are so much clearer for men it's just like what level of handsome versus slapstick are you in terms of like horror movie tropes or you're just a horny pervert right exactly how much do you want to get laid are you the funny guy are you the horny guy or are you the sexual predator Yep. Everybody can do better. Right. All right. We're into our last two categories before we get to the dreaded quiz, guys. So. Oh, God. It is dreaded. I thought Most... we had three. 
Yeah, most likely to happen. Which one we want to remake of? What's the other one? I have sorry. best title. Best title. Oh, best title. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I forgot about that one. Most unlikely to happen. I mean, all of them. <laughs> right. But I had like I'm, immediately, I was like, oh, this one. And then I started thinking through, I was like, oh, and that, and that, and right. that. Here's the thing I think they're all within the realms of possibility. Of impossibility. No, there's <laughs> one than, that is clearly not. Other than Slumper Party Massacre 2, because it's physically not Correct. possible, because none of it makes any sense. Correct. However, so, are we then going to give credence to the fact that flies can be detectives? And I honestly think that there's far more chance of that happening. I don't know. I mean, than a rockabilly dream killer just appearing. Yeah, we'll agree to <laughs> like disagree. There's more chance that we're going to get insects to work for us mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah, most unlikely to actually happen for me is also Slumber Party Massacre too, because he appears out of her dream. He just, he we appears. Think. We don't even I know. Mean, I don't even acknowledge that. She's I not believe... really dreaming when he appears. She's I, awake. Right. No, then it's even all weirder. the times before she's been having dreams of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, manifestation, it is real, but that is like a little too much. <laughs> yeah. What a nightmare. What a nightmare. Yep. We'll agree then. No, I said phenomena still. You said phenomena. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then best title. Can we all just say it at the same time? Yeah. <laughs> One, well, two, three, chopping mall. No, I was kidding. It was chopping mall for me too. <laughs> Mine is actually the Slumber Party Massacre. Really? Um, My, it was think, a toss up between those all two. All there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, it's all there. I, I mean, just love don't a pun. Me wrong. I can't. I can't not love a pun. Yeah. Here's the thing. Lots of bad films in this list. All the titles are great. Yeah. Like not one bad title amongst them. Yeah. Except for maybe like the even, burning. I, love, I feel like the I, burning is kind of a bad title. Yeah, I still struggle with the burning. It's fine. It's, it's fine. It nah, works as a slasher. It feels Hide like and a Ghost yeast Shriek infection. is a fucking great title as well. Yeah. Also, good it's pun. Great. Yeah, uh, play on words. But I yeah, like for it. me, Slumber Party Massacre is like that's everything you need to know. It's telling. It's promising you violence. It's promising you nudity. It's like all in the title. To be but fair, Chopping Mall, Chopping Mall promises me chopping, and there is no chopping. Well, no, again, Killbots is its real title. Right. Chopping Mall is a lie, which is more in line with Hide and Go Shriek, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Then a final question. Shannon hat. which one of these movies would we most like to see remade? Now, you all know my answer because I said it, uh, but I'll, I'll come back to it afterwards. Why don't you guys go first? Well, so this one is a hard one for me, and I'm torn between two, really. And it's... For me, it's Terror Train and Slumber Party Massacre. Terror Train, I feel like it's all there and the execution is really lacking in it. Like, I love the train. I love the switching masks of the party, right? It's got a great band. I'd probably kill all the magic bullshit. <laughs> but I feel what? like... What? What? I know. <laughs> Listen. What is wrong like, with you? Oh, my God. Listen. But if I were doing, like, do a different hate, adaptation of it, right? Love. Put it on a train... I, I think the twist is interesting. Maybe instead of a magic show, there's like a full on like drag show or something like that. Because that's very in right now. All the things. Everyone loves RuPaul's Drag Race. It's too um, on the nose because this guy is also in drag. So you have to have it to where it's right. like, yeah, it could be the magician because he keeps switching disguises and he can do close up magic, Shannon. Okay. Okay. He's okay, amazing. Okay, I we get, get it. David Blaine in. <gasps> no, oh. he's not as cute. Yeah, oh, not as cute. He's not creepy. 
He's definitely fine. The Maybe you yeah. keep the magic. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But like, I like the bones that are here for this, and I think if there was a second chance, uh, if you could remake it, it could be really something great. And I feel that way about Slumber Party Massacre as well. That the bones here are interesting it's just like executed like obviously the killer and things like that needs to be more acceptable to people like you than just me he scares the shit out of you he does scare the shit out of me so yeah i'm i'm torn between those two but leaning towards terror train because i just i think the train the masks the party is like so cool well, we can cross one of those off your list, Shannon, because with the equipment we have and the time we have right now and just the friends we have, we can make Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> we can just shoot that well, but And that's also week. the thing is like, I don't feel like that one in particular would be that difficult to redo again, you know? No. It could happen. And it's got like good characters by and large. I think it could be cool. I And like, there are lots of places too. What I want to see in a movie that's remade is like are there enough interesting things in the original that makes for like good homages for the remake right and i think both of those things have that katie i actually had i was torn between the same two as shannon because i think that slumber party massacre would be such a fun one to really to to more hit than hit the nail on the head with the parody aspect of it and i would want it to be made with yeah. a clear vision of what you're trying to say about women. Because I think it was just such a missed opportunity there. And maybe dial back the the killer guy. He's a little too peacocky. <laughs> just uh, just give him a little, a Put different a animal. costume. Let's just uh, give him a different animal or something. Like if we got an fight. owl head in, I think I might like him better. Yeah. You yeah. could just have like, yeah. when he gets angry, just the yeah. plumage just explodes yeah. from behind. It just yeah, like emerges it. behind him. Yeah. Like a fan of color. Yeah, I like that. That's a good idea. We'll, we'll table that. My other issue, yeah, was Terror Train because I agree. I think that all the parts are there and it's it would be so easy to put them together in an interesting way. However, I struggle to see that in current day and done well because I think that being made when it was gave it such an air mm-hmm. that made it it gave it some charisma that I don't think that you'd be able to recapture now. I think it would be an interesting film to make now, but I think with modern day conveniences that it wouldn't come off as well, even with the correct parts put together in the proper way. So it's a torn thing. I think, I think Slumber Party Massacre would be more fun to remake, but Terror Train, I personally would like to see it remade. What about Terror Plane? Nah, (sighs) I like a train. Like I like the idea of it yeah. not being like able can, to turn around. You can around. almost get off it. It's always exciting. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you can technically get off a plane, but a plane can like <laughs> land at any, like it can turn around, you know, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I want to say like no one else can drive a train, but that's not true. I feel like it might be way easier to drive a train. Yeah. Than to just no, be like. Right. Like terror. Terror Train would just be like, it'd be like a snow piercer. Like, like yeah. so, again, I, I agree 100%. I would, be, I would be excited to see a remake of any of these movies. Sure. Um, Terror Train, it's right up there. Because I think Terror Train would be the most entertaining. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I think you could do a very entertaining version of Terror Train. Mm-hmm. And it was a real missed opportunity. 
but for me yeah like you as you guys know i know uh curtains is the one for me right but just because i think there's so much there it's like terror train would be like that's the big budget fun movie curtains is the one that could be a jordan peele you know like really have some arty shit like say going on in it you know it could have a hereditary kind of feel to it or something like that i really feel there's a lot you could do with that that wasn't done yeah Um, i agree i think curtains could be would be a good remake as well like you said i think a lot of these would be great remakes yeah um because there's a lot it's it's just a level of like what fodder is in the first one yep that's worth Except it. Except Slumber yep. Party Massacre 2. That should burn. Well, and no one should nope. ever touch it. Nope. Yep. Full of yep. lies. And our Slumber Party Massacre remake, I am going one. to work in know. some rockabilly killing. Nah. This is the thing, though. Like, the only one I don't really want to see a remake of is Phenomena, and I guarantee you that's the one most likely to happen. Yeah. Ridiculous. Because of Suspiria doing so well. Yeah. You know. Don't touch it. Leave but it anyway. There you go. There are our things. We're now going to get into the quiz. <gasps> More oh. quiz? No. Um, I will not fare yeah. well. We've got 10 uh. questions, guys. We're going to rattle through these. Okay. Oh. We don't run too long. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, are again, we staying are with our current points or are we starting over? No, no, no. We're starting again. Okay. Unless you guys are voting, you want to continue two no. behind. Let's start maybe. again. I don't know that I, I can, like, again. what if I just fail twice, though? Then yeah. I'm, well, it's like a double failure. There's no such word as failure. That's right. I just said You're it. You're just learning things in a different way. So I think it's a word. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, 10 questions. Here we go. Are you ready? Sure. Yay. No. We're going to start pretty simple. I haven't necessarily arranged these in order so they get harder and harder, but I'll tell you, some of them are hard. Oh, And some great. are very easy. Excellent. We're going to start with definitely the easiest. What was the name of the killer in The Burning? Oh, I got it. Uh, I no, know wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, I forgot. We don't, didn't do the rules, did we? Oh. We're going to trust you, but what we normally do is we get people to write it down, so then you hold it up to me, and then you say it out as you're holding it out, so we know you're not oh. cheating off of each other. We could do that, or we can just trust that neither of you are going to cheat. Yeah, I think for the sake of moving quickly through it and my anxiety yeah. not skyrocketing, I could, yeah. I'll just say it yeah. or not say okay, it. So keep, just, just, know. just... You're doing a vow right now to our listeners, and God damn it, they deserve the truth. Yeah, right. I promise. That you're going to make cheat. up your mind in your head, and when you're ready, you both say ready. I don't know. Shannon is looking at her answer. phone a lot, and I don't. Well, because I was going to write it down, but now I'm not. All right. Just looking at all those Instagram dick pics. Right. So many. Now, <laughs> unbutton shirts, please. Only. <laughs> you're going to say ready each, and then you're not going to change your answer in your head, and we're going to trust you both. Great. Ready. What's the name of the killer in the burning? Ready. Ready. Okay. Shannon, go first. Cropsy. Cropsy. You're both correct. Yeah. We're really trusting you both here. <laughs> it's very easy to cheat. Uh, I'm not going to say whether yeah. it's true or not, though, obviously, until the end. Well, we Question can switch two. back and forth of who goes first if you want, so it's like That's not... good. Yeah, that's good. That's oh, good. sure. I like this. I like this. Not me writing Shannon's coattails. <laughs> Question like, number two. Also, ready. <laughs> yeah. What are you saying, Shannon? <laughs> The music composer for The Burning was a legendary UK musician who worked with loads of famous artists from the 60s and 70s. But what classic band did he end up joining rather than David Bowie's band? He had the option to join David Bowie's band. He did do some work with him. But instead, he went off and joined another classic, classic band. What were they called? Uh, I I don't know the answer to this. But I'm, I, I I'm have one in guess. my head, and I'm going to say ready. Wait, I'm not, wait, wait, I'm not ready. 
It's a, it, it's a, I can give one hint. It's a one word band. Oh, oh okay. That changes what I was thinking. Now I can't think of any one word bands. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to say right. ready okay, and I'm, I'm just going to say something. I, I like mine is absolutely incorrect, so I'm just gonna say ready. Okay. I can't Katie, think of say, anything. Say a random word, Katie. Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> say a random word, Jen. I don't know why this is a band that came to my brain, but it is Wham. <laughs> nice. That's a good one. It is actually the band Yes. Oh <laughs> yes. Oh yes. God. <laughs> Very good. Yes. No points to anyone. Question number three. Which film in this entire series did we cover that legendary effects artist Tom Savini considers to have his best work? Oh, I'm going to say ready. Ready. Okay, Shannon first. I'm going to say The Prowler. Katie? Shit. I know. No, you have I know, no, I know. I was about to say, I was about to say, I know that. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> well, where are the rules? I would say the burning then. It is the problem. I knew yes! it. Yes! All right, question number four. What slasher film sequel did Joseph Zito, who was the director of The Prowler, land because of The Prowler? So he made The Prowler, people loved it, and he landed another job doing a slasher sequel. I'll tell you what, I'll give you a point if you can name the franchise obviously because it's a sequel i'll give you another point if you can actually get the entry what? two points can be made what was his name his name is joseph zito he directed the prowler and people were like we like this let's get you to do a sequel for our franchise what was the franchise and what was the film i mean i was gonna very take a exciting guess and say ready okay he's having a good think accessing those parts of her brain with all the crap we've shoved in it. I it's just I feel like part of my brain is just a sieve and it just like sand like sand through the hourglass. <laughs> so is yeah, my these brain. Are the days of our lives. Some of these are tough questions. We partly do this for the entertainment of our audience because I know some of them are more hard. So that they can go these people are idiots. Why do I listen to their podcast? They don't they know, know anything. Why they're, listening. they're listening to us because we have wonderful personalities. Uh, that's Charisma right. just drips. That's right. Face for radio. <laughs> Um, but they, they damn well, we know and they know that they know more about horror than we do. We know that they know that we know that they know. Exactly. Exactly. So they get to be there, you know, they're with their partner, they're driving to work. You're not driving to work, probably. You're probably still at home. Maybe they inside. simulate driving to work just to make themselves feel better. People have been inside for, you know, three weeks. Temperatures are running high. People are getting angry. Hopefully temperatures are not running high. I hope your temperature is... <laughs> Oh, 98.6 yeah. yep yep i hope that's your temperature is that what it should be yeah it's your norm 6. yeah i have no i don't think that's my norm i think i'm pretty chilled <laughs> well like an 85 <laughs> you would be blue yeah i'm pretty i'm pretty white i'm british yeah i don't freaking know you can guess a franchise you can get a point just by doing that if you guess the right franchise mm-hmm I know, but then I think of like, oh, I should know who the directors of those franchises are, and it's probably yeah, not this guy. Nah, nah. we don't. You won't. Nah. I really don't remember. 
I I don't I don't know. I, I mean, don't. we're talking 1980. You know, uh, what was this one? 1981. So it's in the early 80s. We're talking about. Mm-hmm. I believe if it helps, I believe it was the next film he did after this one. I believe, definitely in the next two. Okay, I'm ready. I don't. I really I, don't know I'm what ready. I'm about to say. So. Katie's going first. No. You are. That's how it works. I don't know what to say. I was just going to basically see how serious Shannon took it and go. No. You're breaking all the rules. I really don't know. So I can't tell you what I'm about to say. Then just say a franchise. You only say ready when you have it locked down in your brain. I'm going to say Robocop. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to say. Technically not even a slasher. I'm going to say Friday the 13th. Part three. Shannon gets one point. It is Friday the 13th. Yes! But it's part four. Ah! The final See? Chapter. I covered these on this podcast, and now I feel like a dummy because I don't know. Not I would not have remembered his I was name just from that. thinking I would not remember because the kills in Prowler ago. are pretty gruesome, right? So I was thinking, and for me, in terms of fr- like franchises that I know about, it's Halloween, <laughs> Friday the 13th, or Freddy Krueger, right? And so I was like, well, it can't be Freddy because Freddy was later. So and I don't think it's Halloween. So that I feel like I just have to go with Friday the 13th. <laughs> Good job. Not incorrect. Also, I'm not asking anything, by the way, that I haven't said in these actual episodes. So yeah, yeah, I know. The Prowler episode. It makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Question number five. Producer Daniel Grodnick had just watched Halloween and Silver Streak when he had a dream that would become the foundation of the film Terror Train. He woke up in the middle of the night and scribbled something down on a piece of paper and then woke up in the morning and talked to his wife about it to see if it was a good idea to make that movie. What was the original title he wrote down on the piece of paper from the dream he had after watching Halloween and Silver Streak? But his wife was like, "Mm, maybe change it. Oh, ready. Damn it. I don't like these. I really hate the fucking quiz. I know. I'm not doing. Do not. No. Shut up. Fuck off. I hate quizzes. I can't remember anything. This is not. No one. It is. My ready is not an indication that I have the right answer. My ready is an indication that I have an answer. God, I hate them. Again, this is mostly for the people at home. Dread wrap ups because of the goddamn quizzes. Can ask Al. I was like in a bad mood this morning because I was like, I'm going to do a stupid wrap up and I'm going to not remember anything. I will start admitting the quizzes when you're a part of the wrap. It's li- it, this isn't for us. This is just I feel no like one I cares. have to study and then I would Nobody still cares. fail. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. Everything, nothing matters, Katie. You're creating all this pressure. Nobody gives a shit. Disappointed in myself. I don't freaking know. Oh my God. Shannon, you're going first. Uh, Uh, We're going to pretend that Katie said ready. Well, so I feel like I remember being something relatively close to the title, but just like off. So I'm going to say terrible train. Okay. I don't think that that's right. But are you backing her up on terrible train, Katie, or are you gonna go? Maverick? No, she's probably right. But I, I was already like, I know that it's something like that, and I know what I'm about to say is wrong. I'm very confident in that, and I'm not just saying that. But I'm gonna say spooky smoke machine. <laughs> I like I mean, that. I title. like that one more. I like that title. 
It is terrible for it me. It was? Holy shit. I'm pr- Listen, I have a shitty memory. I'm pretty proud. Shut up, I, Shannon. I found Shut that up. in the re- Shut up. <laughs> recesses of my brain. Don't expect these two to be on a podcast together again <laughs> for at least two years. <laughs> I have a terrible memory. I remembered that, though, and the thing before. Don't worry. <laughs> Shut up. Do we, should we st- am I going to stop the quiz? That's what's happening right now. Now. It's fine. All right. I need to start drinking is what I should have started doing. That's true. We should both do that. Yeah. Quarantine. Which other slasher film did Jamie Lee Curtis shoot back to back with Terror Train? Oh, ready. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> Hold on. Not ready. Because I. She did a whole bunch. Oh, she did ready, a whole bunch ready. within a two year period. But which one did she actually shoot back to back with Terror Train? Ready. And we've covered all of her. I know. I'm just trying to remember period. time frame. Yep, it's tricky. I w- I'll be honest. I don't know if I would have <sighs> guessed this one. Oh, well, then it's probably not the one I think it is, but... It's the third one, and I can't remember the name of it. It's like the only one of hers that I haven't seen from this early time period. Oh. You know, I'll, 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 again, we've covered all of these. Oh, so have we have it. covered it? Oh, yep, sorry. We've covered okay. all. She did four films in this two-year bracket. We've covered all of them. Okay. Uh, there is one, yeah. There is another one, which is actually Road Games from Australia. We yeah, that's the one I haven't but seen. But that's not. That's separate. Okay, I, I'm ready, I think. All right, uh, Katie's going first. I'll say prom night. Prom night. I said prom night. You're both correct. It yeah! is prom night. Prom I got night. one, Mom. Prom I got night. one. Prom night. Prom night. Only to hear us sing one last time. Right. The character of Jonathan Stryker, that delectable director from Curtains. Uh, Don't say that word. He was, he was based after Klaus Kinski. Very classic actor. What was the role that Kinski, oh, or what is, I guess, the role that Kinski is most famous for? Oh, God. It'll be the, it'll be the number one. We mentioned it in the podcast. It is number one on his IMDb. I guarantee it's a film and a role that both of you know. But I will say it's incredibly historic. We're not talking about someone from the same era. I can't. Oh, fuck me. <sighs> All right. Fine, I was going to throw out an old movie I know. Ready. Wait, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of words. No, wait. I'm going to give you one, both of you one hint. It is also genre. Oh. So, like, also a horror film? Mm-hmm. Classic. And again, this is mostly there because the people at home right now are enjoying. Enjoying Great. knowing the answer. Ready. I'm just going to say something. It's empty. Is that right? Can you say animals? I don't know. I don't know what's up there. Yeah, Not you can the say answer anals, to this. As long as you aren't saying anals. Yeah, there's no, no anals. You said that. I know, because I can say anything. <laughs> Maybe they are all anals because there's just nothing yeah. in there. It's all voided. <laughs> okay, very close there to telling a story about you, Shannon, what you shouted at me and Katie once when we were leaving a party, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> we, we appreciated it the day you yelled it at us, too. <laughs> in front of your father. Uh, in front of your father, especially after we'd given you a shirt that said, eat a bag of dicks for your birthday present. Yep. Yep. And Maybe then you that shouted what you did. My father and I's relationship changing. <laughs> oh, he'd already like prejudged us based on the present we gave you. And then you shouted what you did shout out at us. And I was like, great. So your dad just thinks we're like Listeners can filthy use mouths okay. perverts. He was drunk. It's fine. We're all, we were all drunk. Excellent. I had a great party. I've, Forgotten no, no, the uh, the question though. I never did. It hurts. 
It hurts. Uh, all right, guys. I'm going to have to push you for any answer. It doesn't matter. Just say a film. Yep. Uh, who's going first? I forgot. I lost track. I really, I don't really remember what I'm supposed to be thinking of. So trying to... Klaus Kinski is the role as the actor that Jonathan Stryker was based upon. He's most famous for a particular role. So uh, people would know him. I'm ready. Okay. I'll tell you what. I yeah. got it. I mean, you can just say the film. I got it. Don't have to say the role. Okay. Whoever's first, I forgot. I apologize. I don't know. Shannon, you can go. I'm going to say Vertigo. I will say Nosferatu. <laughs> Katie is correct. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh my God. The I'm annals dead. of your oh brain. Oh my God. <laughs> Can you? That is After all insane. That. That's amazing. I wanted After George to stand to this right now and just walk off. Be like, that's it for me. Thank you. Thank you very much. Done and done. And, and not a high note. I mean, that was impressive. Very impressive. I well am done. not going to know anything else. Well. He played Nosferatu in the 1979 version. Oh, of my God. Amazing. Well played, Katie. Yes. I mean, honestly, I feel like you deserve two points for that, but I'm afraid I can only give you huh. But you have dignity. Yep. All right, our last free question. In Chopping Mall, a teenage male gets killed while buying cigarettes for his terrible, terrible girlfriend. Oh, right. oh, yeah. As he dies, he utters three words. Oh, fuck. Don't worry, I'm going to say them. I'll leave the pause there so you think you can ask what these fucking three words right. are. Klatu Barada Niktu. I don't know how you pronounce it. Which classic science fiction film is this phrase from? And if you want extra points, what does it mean? Oh, fucking A. Fucking A. I have a vague memory of this, but I... Ah! And if you both can't get it, I will give you one clue. Because there is a clue. Like, I remember the idea of what it's meant to be about. I thought it was a series. So then when you said film, I was like, oh, wait. It's, it's a not. classic science fiction film. And actually, I'm going to remove that second thing because it's a trick uh, question. And nobody knows what it means. Excellent. Great. The, there are different interpretations, and the writer has said a couple of different things, but they sometimes contradict each other, and that's not a not a solid thing. So just yeah, which classic science fiction film is it from? Again, if you're both struggling, just say, and I'll give you one hint. That's it. I am struggling. Yeah, struggle. This classic film is so classic; it's had a remake. Oh, classic film is so classic; it's had a okay. I'm I, I'm gonna say ready, and I was gonna throw out some shit. I can only think of one, and I'm so I'll just say ready. Okay. Who went first last time? Shannon did. Uh, I'll say Planet of the Apes. Oh. Planet of the Apes. I'm going to say Star Trek. I'm afraid you're both incorrect. It is the day the Earth stood Uh, still. Ah! I knew it was something to do with robots, and that was why I couldn't think of what it was. But my initial thing was also Star Trek, and I couldn't. I was like, I don't know enough. I was thinking Star Trek because I was like, maybe it was Klingon. Yeah, that was yeah I had a remake with Keanu Reeves before Keanu Reeves was cool and all tumbleweedy. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know that one had a remake. Uh, cool so again. That's why it threw me off then. Yeah, did have a remake. Last two questions. Are you ready? Sure. Intruder, Shannon's favorite movie of all time, yep. features a story about a headless corpse and a hamburger. Yes. Which actually they say twice. Yes. But which classic Nicolas Cage film did they steal this story from? Oh, holy I'm ready. shit! I know the time. I know it. Ready, 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 ready. I know it. Shannon's first. Raising Arizona. 
That's also what okay. I was going to say. You're both correct. Yay! It is Raising Arizona, Woo! Coen Brothers' classic film with Nicolas Cage. Well done. Yes. And we're going to move into the last question here. We are at six to four. It's a pretty tight race. Um, we'll see how this one goes, but Katie cannot win. But <laughs> it's a pretty close race. You, we'll see you, how it goes. You can't win. <laughs> Maybe so there's it's a not close. For a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, actually, technically there are two points to be had here. So go. Katie could draw it. There Katie you go. Could draw it. We just covered 11 movies uh-huh. throughout all of the 80s. Uh-huh. But which, and I've been careful not to, we started saying it when we were going through the week by week and people might have noticed I dropped off. Which of these movies had the biggest body count? Mm. And which had the lowest body count? Oh, so I'm going to remind uh, people of the movies, just while our listeners are thinking, oh, I, know, I know movies, I know dead people. Terror Train, The Burning, The Prowler, The Slumber Party Massacre, Curtains, The Initiation, Phenomena, Chopping Mall, Slumber Party Massacre 2, with no the, don't know where it went, Hide and Ghost Freak, and Intruder. Which one murdered the most? Which one murdered the least? The only thing I can say is I wouldn't have got it right for the one that murdered the most. Hmm. Which isn't really a help because you're not in my brain. Hard question. Potential for two points and a draw. (sighs) If there's a draw, I'll just, you know, we can all just eat popcorn. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. People at home, you got your answers ready? Think you're confident? You might be surprised. You might not. Depends the information that you know in your brain. That's how things work. You either know it or you don't. I'm gonna say ready. I'm trying to figure out the least one right now. I'm just like going through them and remembering. I don't. Counting all those deaths. What'd you say? Counting the deaths. <laughs> Replay those films. I mean, in your listen. Brain. I'm not bothering to take the time. I don't think I'm gonna be right. I'm. I got an answer out of my butt. <laughs> um too much too much butt stuff <laughs> well that's where i'm pulling it from and by the way if you think either of these two you know are a draw with another film feel free to go for bonus points you know just chucking chucking in, in the films i mean if you get one wrong though nothing really happens <laughs> <laughs> okay i'll say ready i'm ready I mean, it should really be if you get what if you add it because you could add in all of them can you that'd be terrible mm-hmm. you get like minus points for the next one ah whatever okay uh who's going first katie for the most i will say the burning seems like a solid choice for the least i'll say phenomena i know makes that sense. there were some but i don't remember comparatively makes sense for the most i'm gonna say initiation for the least I'm going to say Phenomena. I can reveal you both have one point. Woo! Well, we both... Got the least is actually a draw of Phenomena, Slumber Party Massacre 2, and Hide and Go Shriek, which all only have seven kills. Nice. Ah. As for the most amount of kills, neither of you got it right. Ah, uh, what is it? With 12 kills... 
the slumber party massacre one really oh see i was thinking initiation because i was like well there's the dad that died like there were like random kills that you didn't really see throughout it so that's why i went that direction because i figured burning was was the obvious choice initiation is the second uh, Ah. second highest with 10 well that makes me feel better then well well actually and terror train had 10 as well Mm. Mm. uh slumber party massacre 12 kills wow the burning had nine and phenomena yeah had seven chopping mall had nine intruder had eight um yeah we're mostly in that range but 12 yeah like way, way ahead yeah wow yeah. shocking it is shocking so there you go you both get one point shannon leads by two points but a good quiz oh, that was yeah. a decent quiz that was you a decent quiz and, i'm still very proud of you for pulling nosferatu out of the annals uh, of your brain <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. All right, we're going to get out of here in a second, and I'm going to reveal what we're doing next week. If we're doing next week, I'm going to explain that. But before we do, our final job here is to rank all of these goddamn films. Woo! Uh, 11 movies. We're going to do them as we always do, from our least favorite to our favorite favorite. How do we want to do this? Who wants to go first? Uh, we can let Shannon, you want to go first? Sure. I'll go okay. first. Because you're all going to hate my choices anyway. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I mean, like I said, as I was going, creating this list, uh, it's a little bit of things that I personally just hated and (laughs) things that are also like more critical. I don't know. It's a balance. You're going to disagree. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's what every Twitter account should just say, basically. It's a balance. You're going to disagree. That's fine. My (laughs) number 11 my least favorite is Hide and Go Shriek. Hide and Go Shriek at number 11. Hide and Go Shriek at number 11. My number 10, this is where we're going to start to get away from one another, is The Burning. Mainly because my thought process was you don't need to watch the fucking film. Just like watch the raft killing and like that's the, all you need to see from it. But then you don't see Todd. That's true. You don't see Todd, but like you can Google, you can Todd. Google Todd. I don't know. The or buttons just, just keep shirt. getting right. more unbuttoned as he progresses. My number nine. People are going to be really angry at home right now. That's all right. They, listen, be angry. Be angry. Yeah. What are you going to do? Just keep it in your house. Just, yeah, keep it in your house, please. <laughs> My number nine is Slumber Party Massacre 2. What? That's your nine? Yeah. What bullshit is this? What do you mean? What you bullshit love is it? it? I thought you loved it. You love that movie. I do love it. I love it for that section of that of the rockabilly dance kill, right? However, if I am going through and looking at like critically what is a better film, I think The Burning is a bad film in general, and I will stand by it. It's rapey and it's bad. <laughs> But but then you're talking about the yeah like what it is yeah but you don't think the burning's better made than Slumber Party Massacre too? I think about that that fucking meandering end. Listen, I get it. It's probably arguably a better made film and arguably a better film, sure. But whenever I think back on that film, all I am thinking about is it. how uncomfortable the woman is naked getting into the water and how uncomfortable that makes me. That fucking end that is goddamn ridiculous where we're just running through the goddamn forest and it makes absolutely no sense. I'm thinking about the shitty, rapey fucking characters. It all just makes me angry if I look 
back on it, right? I don't look back on that film fondly in any way, shape, or form, except for the raft killing. I stand by my fucking answer. <laughs> but so it's Slumber a balance, Party you're Massacre, saying. You're saying it's a I objectively know that that is a shitty fucking film. We know this, right? However, I look back fondly on the rockabilly killer moves. And similar to what I said about the burning, Google the raft scene. Great. And I would say, Google the rockabilly dance kill. And that- I just watched the trailer from this movie. Right. It's all in there. Right. Right. Or even just look at the poster. <laughs> like, that's fucking great, too. You know? So that's why I have okay. Slumber Party Massacre at nine. At eight, I have, again, you're going to fight me on this one, The Initiation. Because, again... I loved it because it was such like a break for me in terms of being scared. It's a soap opera, all of those things, right? But I also arguably recognize it is not a good film, right? Interesting. Um, That's refreshing, at least, that you come to your senses. Okay. Well, we'll see. My number seven. (laughs) You're doing pretty well so far. Oh, okay. Well, great. Uh, My number seven is Chopping Mall. Which I also, there's a lot about this film that I love. I would like highly recommend watch it and things. But again, I argue it's a balance between like what is fun. And I Mm -hmm. love so much about this film for the fun and the funny. But is it like a scary movie? Fuck no. That's why I like it. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I would 100% say go watch it. It's great. Like, get some beers. Have a little party. Watch Chopping Mall. It's so much fun for that. Number six for me is Curtains. And this one, I think... I really went back and forth on which was going to be on where Curtains was going to fall. Because Curtains doesn't feel as fun to me as Chopping Mall. Right? However... I do think that there are, like, that ice skating kill is arguably awesome. And there are ideas in here that I think are arguably awesome, right? It gets fucking bananas in a not great way. And I also love the twist with the with the killer. Um, mm-hmm. So, curtains, edges out, chopping mall. But it was a real tough decision, guys. Number five for me is Phenomena, which I did not think I was going to put even this high. Phenomena is also one that I didn't either. That bounced around a lot for me, but it ultimately gets to number five because of the monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Because of what's his face, Donna Pleasance. Thank you, being awesome, and because Jennifer Connelly is just like so interesting. She's a vision, guys. Just a vision, and because. The story of a fly detective is goddamn ridiculous. And then the music, oh, the metal. Love you, Goblin. The metal. You're so good. Remembering the music in this film is what made me put it at number five. Because for me, I felt like it was slow and all the things. But ultimately, number five. Number four and this was also a hard one. I went back. All of these are hard ones. But number four, I have The Prowler. Because the kills are fucking great. But it is like this, the story is slow. Our leads are fucking terrible. The twist is not twisty. Like, <laughs> and, But I also, I almost put it higher on this list because I love, I love that scene where he calls 
the like hotel the chief is staying oh at. You love this man and so is, much. I love him. So he was almost my best actor because it's so fucking good. In real um, time, we get to sit here and watch in this guy. Real time. It's amazing. I'm into it. I'm into it that. so hard. But Ugh. it ultimately gets a number four from me. My number three is Slumber Party Massacre. And I feel like that's a reasonable number for it to be at. I It has a good mix of like fun ridiculousness. I totally want to see this movie get remade. And the killer app actually did scare me. Arguably, there are things that make it shitty. <laughs> right but like it's checking a lot of boxes in terms of like what you look for my number two do you think you'd ever ever do a list where you'd say my number three is the slumber party mask no no (laughs) never ever never ever but again like i am looking at this i understand what is objectively a good horror film right especially doing my history so like there are things like i have a different list of what i think is the most fun right like on on that list chopping mall is number two (laughs) you know yeah no i agree with you the problem is is that balance yeah and it's very tricky very tricky so but my number two on my actual list is terror train interesting Mm -hmm. wow Uh, because i think the concept is so strong it gets you there and that means my number one motherfuckers the blend of comedy and (laughs) horror intruder wow there you are that's my number one i am into it wow okay i mean yeah all right, well, let's just go for Oscar. That's gonna I be... love the reaction of, yeah. I mean, I... Uh, that's a list. Okay. I was shocked. I didn't expect, yeah, I didn't expect Phenomena up there. I didn't really expect Slumber Party up there. Didn't expect Prowl or Curtains. I really didn't expect the ones you got down at bottom. Like no, yeah. Slumber Party and the Initiation and Chopping well, Mall. I thought they'd all be much higher up on Again, list. they're much higher on my, like, fun list, right? On my, mm-hmm. like, we're watching something just to make well, fun of it. But And that's to clarify, you don't get fun from the horror, whereas Katie correct. and I might get fun from the correct. horror. Correct. So. I do not get find the horror fun. I find the horror scary. <laughs> Which is fun. Is, Which is not fun. Fun. Katie. What's your rebuttal um, to Shannon's which, list? Well, honestly, I thought Shannon and I's were going to be drastically opposite lists. And instead, it's like, I mean, it's different, but they're just more like a reshuffling. Right. There are some that are very different. But for the most part, I thought ours are, aren't as different as I thought. My number 11 is Slumber Party Massacre 2. I think it's fucking okay. dreadful and no one should ever watch it. Wrong. You're so number wrong. Number 10. You're so wrong. Also never watch this. Initiation. Terrible. Don't also wrong. It. Oh, wow. Do also not wrong. watch it. Also wrong. These are lower than hide and go shriek. Huh? These are lower than hide and well, go shriek. that brings me to my number nine, hide and go shriek. <laughs> <laughs> also really bad. <laughs> I mean, they're still lower. They're still lower. They yeah. were just like, uh, it's kind of like what Shannon was saying and that I give precedence to films that are not just wastes of editing time. Like there's just... <laughs> So much time that should not. <laughs> Slumber Party Massacre Two is just dreadful. Like I just did wrong. not like that at all. So wrong. Initiation very I found wrong. very boring, which I would take bad over boring normally. But Slumber Party Massacre angered me because I hated it so much. So yeah, then we got Hide and Go Shriek. Uh, number eight, 
is was a, a, a difficult one for me. And I feel like Al is going to be upset, but I have curtains Ooh. only because, again, I found it to be irresponsible with its messaging. Like I didn't find that it knew what it was trying to tell me. Whereas some of these other ones, it's like it has talent, it has better kills, it, they have better effects, etc., and better story. So number seven, which I cannot believe how high I put this in the end, <laughs> is the burning. Because, yeah, it was honestly... You love that sexual misconduct. <laughs> if it wasn't Fucking for that, it would be misconduct. way higher, man. It would be so much higher. But the, it has talent and it has effects, which were really good. Number six, we have the Prowler. Like Shannon was saying, pretty slow, other than the fact that the kills are great. This one is probably one of the ones that I struggled the most to remember, other than yeah. the kills. Like, I really, I couldn't even visualize the killer yeah. in this. So that should tell you something as well. Number five was Chopping Bowl. Robots, I'm in. Again, yeah. this is one that I I always remember liking it more than I do when I'm watching it. So maybe this is one mm -hmm. that you like have mm -hmm. on silent or something as you're playing a board game. Which also brings us to someone similar, which is Terror Train. I always remember really loving this film. And then while I'm watching it, you see the errors and the plot holes for what they are and where they are. <laughs> and they're glaring. But it is such a fun movie. Number three, I have Intruder. I really liked this one. Like, wow, honestly, okay. I it was so slow while I was watching it, but the kills are so good. I find it really funny, and I love a retro grocery store. Like, I just love the environment that they chose so much. They didn't have nearly That's as much fun with the, with the environment as I would have liked, but there you go. Number two, Slumber Party Massacre. I can't believe it. It's <laughs> so amazing. I That's love so amazing. the women in this. And yes, there are definite missing links here. I did not like the killer as much as Shannon does. <laughs> or hate him as much as Shannon does, I should say. Like, he does not scare me. He is freaking weird. And his <laughs> weapon of choice is ridiculous i find him ridiculous i love everybody else i, th I feel there's something to say that slumber party massacre is like it's the shortest film we'd covered yeah <laughs> like that's quite, true. it's like 73 minutes or something like that <laughs> which might have an effect yeah that's also true <laughs> yeah. like it's short and sweet but it's also like if i look back on it right it's 73 minutes and as you were saying about like not remembering part like the killer of the prowler i feel like there's so much from slumber party massacre that I remember, you right. know what I mean? And we did that so early on, but there's a lot. Yeah. You have a fucking yeah. lamp now in your home that is a reference to it. It's true. It's very true. It's true. And then number one, my new favorite, Phenomena. Friggin' love Phenomena. it. Phenomena. 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 So yeah, it's not the best horror film on this list, but... The opening of this is one of my absolute favorites. Yeah. Like it just hits you right away. I don't love the killer turning out to be who the killer is, but I love the absurdity. I love the mood. I love the music. I love Jennifer Connelly, and I love that chimpanzee. So there God you go. God damn it! God damn it! I love her. God damn. <laughs> Very good list, and again, surprises. I think if people have been listening for episode by episode, somebody's a definite turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. 
again, this is the least happy I've ever been with the list I've made. I love making lists. I normally enjoy this process more than anything else that we do. I have not enjoyed it this time because some of it's been... I mean, some of it's been very easy. Number 11, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Burn it. Yes. <laughs> nope. Just Thank wrong. you. Get wrong. it out of here. Number 10, Hide and Go Shriek, because that was a shame for me. I'd only seen it once, and again, I was watching a lot of really bad slasher movies, and I saw that one night, and I was like, oh, this was kind of fun. I enjoyed this. And then when we came back to it, I was like, mm, nope. <laughs> and the messaging sadly makes it even less fun. Otherwise, again, it's just innocuous. Number nine for me is The Initiation, which is a film where it's, again, I... I Wrong. I really enjoy the guy, the professor, in this yeah, and his escalation okay. of soap opera acting. She's okay in it. And it's shot okay, but it's just like so dull and they do nothing with it. They get to this fucking mall eventually and do nothing there at all other than wander around. A real waste, like a real waste. Number eight for me is Shopping Mall and this is where things start to pick up. From this point onwards, it's like there's something to each film, you know? And Shopping Mall, I agree with you guys. Midnight. You got some friends around. You have some beers. Yeah. Good fun. It's a good, good time. Good fun movie. I can't put it higher because it's like, this is a terrible film. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> like, it's really bad. <laughs> and I'm slightly judging these because I got to watch at least 50% of them with Tom for the first time. And it was great getting his honest feedback. And he was like, as soon as that finished, like we had a good time. We we're laughing for hours. As soon as it finished, I was like, that was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I mean, can't it's disagree. like enjoyable shit. Yeah. It is. It is. If you're in the right mood for it, it's midnight. And, you know, yes. Number seven for me is Terror Train because, again, I've just been burned too many times. In my head, right now, even as I'm saying, I'm like, that's too low. I know. It's really not. I've been back to it so many times and I'm always let down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean there aren't great moments in there. There are. And it doesn't mean that there isn't overall, like, again, this one has is ripe for, like, there's so much potential mm-hmm. in this. But I do think it, it's, it's a real shame. It has more production value, though, which is nice. Most of these films don't. Oh, this one was really hard for me uh, for all the reasons we've already discussed. But number six for me is The Burning. I know a lot of people would have it a lot higher. And yeah, I know we've all been left with a bad taste in our mouth. Mm-hmm. You can go back and listen to our podcast to get all the feelings on it. It's a complicated one. It really is. It's yeah. like I'm down for this stuff because I love Jason movies. I love campsite stuff in the woods. I don't mind most of the characters here. Uh, there are some I definitely mind. The kill is fine. A lot of the kills are great. But it's just there's no final, like there's no final person that until the end, and by the end it's just terrible choice and really boring, and yeah, a lot of problems with the relationship stuff. It would be very easy to make this the number one film on my list, but unfortunately it's not. Number five is Curtains. Again, I just think there's a lot you could do with this, and it's just like every time I watch it, I enjoy it. Like this is one of the films like I say to people, you have to see this movie. You know, like you just have with the burning. It's like sure, if you love Jason movies and you want another one, watch the burning. With with curtains and like you gotta like it's just so fucking weird and unique and strange and not always in good ways at all. <laughs> a lot of problematic things, but you just never know what's gonna happen. And I enjoy that. And then it does follow through. Like I think the ending is genuinely like there's a scene at the end where you find out who the killer is, and genuinely it got me. And that's more than I can say for almost any film on this list. Number four, and this is where it got really tough. <laughs> like four, three, and two really tough. Four for me is Intruder. It's, you know, there's, again, like we said last week, not enough talking, not enough, like, dialogue. This should have been Clerks, and it would have been number one on this fucking list. Like, it's got a lot of talent in there. But I have fun with it. And again, it's a good midnight one for your friends to hang out and check out, you know, with them. But really, for me, it's all about... uh, Well, it's got some cool kills. 
It's got some cool kills in it as well, actually. Like some which actually genuinely make you, you know, squirm. But yeah, it's all about the weird direction. It's all about some very, very cool creative shots for me that get me excited. That's my favorite thing about this movie. Um, but it was a hard one to place because of that, because I do think it's pretty dull in a lot of places as well. And then it has these spikes of real enjoyment. But it's just an earnestness about it that I love. I love the vibe. And Shannon, if you enjoy this movie, then when we do eventually do the Evil Dead series, you should 100% yes, do that. Yes, I love Because that's yes. doing this right. That is doing this right. Yeah. Okay. All comedy, all the fun, all the energy, but with actual story and, you know. And then my top three, The Prowler is at number three. Again, we talked about this when we covered them. We couldn't decide between The Prowler and The Burning for 1981 because horror fans love both equally for different reasons. And when I finished them both with Tom, he came out and was like, oh, it's really hard to pick between them. He picked the burning just. And I get why. I think there's more fun to the good bits in the burning, but the problematic bits in the burning are fucking down the ditch. Whereas the prowler, the bad bits are just, it's a bit boring. But I do think it's shot well. I think that yeah the the special effects are fantastic like the the horror the actual scenes of horror are fantastic and i love the prowler himself as well so i find this one really tricky because it's not one you know whenever i say to people oh you should watch the prowler and then you're like oh <laughs> when you're actually watching it it's like okay no but wait but this next scene's gonna be cool and then you gotta go for a slog again and then the next scene's mm-hmm. cool so it's just so tricky to know where to play stuff like that you know but as a slasher fan this is this is the more what i want this is in the vein of Halloween and Friday the 13th and stuff. And I, that's what I want. And then, yeah, my number two. I mean, every time I go back to it, I'm like, it's not actually good. But I don't, <laughs> for some reason, I love it. It is the Slumber Party Massacre. Crazy. Yeah. It's just, I don't know why. There's just something about the palette. There's something about mm-hmm. how cheap it is. There's something about the cast. Yeah. The shortness of length. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I just enjoy this movie. It gets in and, and it definitely gets not out, for everyone. which I think is yeah. good <laughs> for it. And yeah, the only two things that were easy for me with this list was my number eleven, Slumber Party Massacre two, and my number one, which was Phenomena. Again, not a traditional slasher, but I fucking love this movie. Like the mood of it, I think is intoxicating. There's some artistry going on there. Like everything you're saying, the music, Jennifer Connelly the weirdness of stuff that's going on it could do with some trimming for sure but i really really love this movie and i don't love many argento or giallo movies but this is one that i i really appreciate and i appreciate it more now than i did when i first was watching these when i was young and it just stands out completely on this list as like this has atmosphere and this has like a director who has real command of what what they're doing yeah you're both so wrong easy number one you're both wrong <laughs> 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 What was your number one again? Intruder. Intruder. Yeah. 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 So there you go, guys. That's how we've spent the last 12 weeks. Oh, yi, yi. 2019 is when we started this series. Now we're in 2020. We're about to move forward next week into the next series, which will be our first one of 2020. I'm going to announce that in a brief second. But before we get out of here, please do go and find us on social medias and tell us why we're wrong with all of our choices or why you agree with us or whatever you want to say. I'm Mr. L. White on everything. And if you want updates for why things might be postponed or not with the podcast, definitely be following me on Twitter. Um, I'm also on Instagram. I'm also on Xbox and PlayStation and stuff like that. If we are at home a lot, we'll be playing quite a lot of Friday the 13th and Apex. So feel free to jump in. Can you play Apex with James or can you not because you're Xbox and he's PlayStation? 
I don't think it's cross-platform. Uh, he would know. Yeah, he know. would know. Tell him to get an Xbox. <laughs> no, he doesn't want it. He doesn't like it. it. PlayStation. Fine. PlayStation all the way. We don't want to play with him either then. No. Xbox One X, baby. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm Shannon Hollander on the Instagram. And my fave Shannon on Twitter. So definitely send me the things you don't like about my list to Twitter because I don't check it. And uh, send me the things you do like about my list to Instagram. <laughs> you did a weird sexy. There, I know I, I did. I wasn't sure what I was doing with it, but I went with filth. it. I'm my dearest Watson on Instagram, my dear Watson eighty six on Xbox, and don't message me on Xbox while we're playing Friday. <laughs> it happened a lot in the last round that Al and I played, and I don't, I, I find it unsettling. Some guy apparently reported me for something. I don't even know what. I was like, you got I'm reported? not, I'm not good at driving the car. I'm aware. Okay, I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Jason caught us. It happens. Anyway. He's a bad man. Yeah. He's like, doesn't want us to leave. Okay. Well. Does not. Okay, guys. Well, you are both relieved from duty. Oh, thank Yay! God. Yay! <laughs> uh, Shannon, this has been your third series. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You get a medal. I've made we poor life choices. Again. Katie, you've been on a f- uh, few in a row, haven't yes. you? Have you? Yeah. So you are now relieved, which is a huge relief i need to take a break i'm i'm it's never getting to me i'm never relieved <laughs> i'm never fucking relieved. yeah you're never relieved I'm you made poor life choices <sighs> i definitely did all right i'm excited to announce what we're doing next trepidatious for how we're going to do it i am now back in la i was excited because we're going to finally be doing these things in person which was originally how we conceived this it was like hang out with your friends watch some movies go and record and do like two or three movies at a time just hang out all afternoon and evening record these in bulk so then you don't have to worry about it week by week like we've been doing right. and live your lives in relaxed manners finally back here and we're like cool we don't have long we've got like a week and a half to do that let's get going assembled a new team christina masterson is coming back woohoo woohoo Heaven is coming yeah, back. Yeah, heaven. If people don't know who she is, she's on the Blair Witch show. So you can find her there. And has Blair Witch ruins tattooed upon her body. She does. Crazy. And you can listen to us live on the podcast as we discover it. And it's in an inappropriate place. So that's a fun episode. Yeah. Yes, I got them back because, again, I, I hate that we're not just doing franchise franchises. We're going to be getting to that soon. I promise we're doing Ghostbusters and we are doing Candyman this year. Um, as long as those movies aren't delayed, who knows right now. Yeah. What we are doing is something that is a couple of franchises. So for a long time, I've wanted to cover The Hitcher. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I love it desperately. It is the perfect midnight movie. Not enough That's people name their kid Rutger. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Rutger Hauer is a force. They're like you've never heard of somebody called Rutger. Yeah, that is right? very that is very true. I don't know anyone. Don't know Bring it back, Rutger. people. Also, it sounds weird when you don't say Hauer afterwards. Yeah, Rutger. Well, yeah. Um, not everyone calls him Rutger Hauer. I'm sure people just call him Rutger. Nah, they call him Rutty. Rutty. Well, they did. Or just Gur. Uh, rest in peace, sir. I know. And then I really, really also wanted to cover Joyride, which in the UK is known as Roadkill, a film that I've loved. Paul Walker film early on in his career. Steve Zahn is in it. Lily Sobiowski is in oh, it. Oh, she's great. It's a great. film that I really enjoy. It's a fun, fun movie. And I enjoy those types of films. Now, they have many different words. I think at the moment we're calling them road pursuit slashes, but there are many different ways you can call it. I'm not sure what we're landing on. It might be that. 
So we decided, you know what, let's just fold it. They're both just trilogies. Let's just fold those two, well, sort of trilogies. Hitcher, you got the original, you got Hitcher 2, and then you got Hitcher Remake with Sean Bean. And then you got the trilogy of Joyride movies. So let's just fold those two into a, a series that kind of plugs a gap. But we had a little bit, we had a couple of gaps around that. And I was like, we can't possibly talk about road pursuit slashes without discussing Duel. The granddaddy of them all. It'll be the first time we're discussing a Steven Spielberg film on this podcast, which I'm very excited about. His debut mm-hmm. film and created the template for all of these films moving forward. And then we're throwing in one extra podcast, which in my opinion is a sequel to The Hitcher, from the director of The Hitcher, a film called Highwaymen, which he did basically in the same 12-month period as the not-under-his-supervision sequel, The Hitcher 2, came out. So it's kind of his reply to that. Mm. And I classify that as necessary as part of the discussion. Uh, so that means you're going to get, yep, Duel, The Hitcher, The Hitcher 2, Highwaymen, The Hitcher Remake, and then Joyride 1, 2, and 3. That's what Ooh. we're tackling. Can you just say what Heaven we, thought you guys were talking about because of Candy Cane? I create group chats. I create group chats for each of these uh, these podcasts. This will give you a little taste of what you're about to experience. <laughs> and I don't normally give them the name of the film. I do like a, a reference to the film, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like for like a bit of ours, it's called Stabby Stabby. Right. There you go. Yeah. That's a reference. <laughs> And so for the next one, I set it up once I got them all locked in. I had sent them discussion of like, we're going to be doing this. Who's in? Heaven was the first one to actually go, I want to do another one. And then Christina was like, I miss doing this. I want to do it as well. And I think they're actually both perfect for this because they both do lots of road trip stuff in the deserts around here where these films are based. Mm-hmm. And then I started it up and I called it Candy Cane, which is, of course, a reference to Joyride. And then in the group, the very first thing I do in these group chats is list. Here is the list of every single movie we're going to be covering in order so you know what's going on. Heaven then starts replying. We get into a chat. And then she starts texting me about how scary the new Candyman looks. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then she keeps talking about it. And I'm like, you're you're aware we're not doing Candyman, right? (laughs) And she was like, oh, I thought, I mean, I saw a word, candy. I was like, yeah. (laughs) So I thought we're doing Candyman. I was like, nope. Did you read the text? You're like, no. Ah, <laughs> Fucking excellent. young people, man. <laughs> Fucking young people. So, yeah. But she's in anyway. She's like, I don't care. I'll do whatever. Yeah. We were, we were meant to have them over a few days ago to record. Everything started to go a little bit crazy. So we all decided to play sensible and not do that. We were meant to reschedule for this Tuesday. Things have gone even more crazy. So we probably won't do that. Christina and myself are very, very keen to do this in person because we just it's a whole different vibe it's much more enjoyable and i think it's better for the listeners there's a nicer back and forth when we're all around the same table we're gonna see so it might possibly mean for the first time ever properly delaying it on purpose not just because we've made a mistake (laughs) we might have to delay which would fuck up the rest of the year we're not sure yet or we might decide just to do the first couple remotely until thing you know we see what's going on but i'll keep you updated follow me on mr al white on the twitter and i'll let you know what's going on but we will, we will, those will be the next ones we're doing. And we are excited to get to them for sure. Anyway, thank you for listening. We appreciate your time. Definitely. Uh, guys, it's been a joy to go through this stuff with you, Shannon. I promise you, if you do come back, it'll be for a proper franchise and something you'll get some enjoyment out of. It the fucking better be. <laughs> and you can do your musical thing. Or you heard you it here do. first. Al White is promising me enjoyment. <laughs> You would, uh, look, honestly, from what we now know about you, Evil Dead, you would enjoy. Yeah. For sure. Well, the originals, Absolutely. I don't think she would enjoy the remakes. Oh, yeah. The remake will break. Yeah. She's not allowed to watch the remakes. 
Well, no, you'd have to. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. I feel like she should dip in and maybe not be on the podcast for them. I don't know. I don't think you. It's like you're making these choices for me. No, I'm saying like I don't. uh, I've sat through these with Al or with Shannon. Al has not sat through these with Shannon. I'm gonna trust Katie on this one. I don't want to be broken. You're not trusting Katie. I told you. I am agreeing with Katie. You would love the trilogy. Yeah. The I am saying Shannon you. is not capable of the remake. I would not do that to you. I've sat Thank through you. these with I, Shannon. You have not. Thank you. I, appreciate I know. That's that. why I want to be there for one of them. Nope. I am willing to be in the room when you want to see Evil Dead remake. No. 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 No, it's not happening. Not happening. Won't happen. That's no. the film that I use to break people who aren't used to horror films, by the way. Great. It's like the first one. Also, because once you've seen that, you're like, oh, terrible. I can watch anything now. So I you don't, need to don't watch it. want Fantastic. to be broken. I mean, you already said you like Slumber Party Massacre too, so I think that's you're broken in many ways, Shannon. <laughs> many, many, many ways. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out and chatting shit. I hope everybody stays safe out there. Look after yourselves. If you're listening to this from the future, congratulations. You made it. We're back next Friday. Hopefully, maybe we'll see. Uh, By the way, if we're not back next Friday and we do postpone this, we'll just do some regular shows. Me and Alex, I'm sure we'll do some stuff, talk about video games and movies and things like that. Love you all. Yeah. We're out. Bye. Geeks. Geeks. Geeks.